The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys. I am here to break down Season 4, Episode 1 of Gossip Girl. That's right. We are starting another season of Lonely Boys here. The episode is titled Bells Du Jour, but I am not here by myself. He has started learning how to ride a Vespa so he can have a chance with Serena Vanderwoodson. Brendan Ruppel is back to co-host Season 4. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. I am, of course, your co-host, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a Cancel Cream. Hi, Daily Hoda Cream Nation, recording live from the Crematorium. I am your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Dr. Officer Cream is reporting for duty here. That's right. We added Dr. Officer Cream. Uh, wasn't there something else that just got added at the at the Malt Madness Championship? I, I, I haven't edited I that one yet, so it. there, like there a, could be. <laughs> a lot of stuff got floated around there. Yeah. So I'm, at the very least, you remembered to say Dr. Officer this <laughs> I time. I had to write it down, but it's here. <laughs> And then, are you ready for a new season? I'm ready for a new season. I couldn't believe Nicole asked me today, what are you recording today? Just because she's always curious because there's a lot of things, a lot of projects that float around the crematorium. And I said, you know what? We're finally getting to the first episode of season four of Gossip Girl. It's been a long time. And I'm excited for it. That's what I love about the off season. It gives me some time to reflect and to get amped up for the next season. Yeah, and it's a good thing we had that like two minute previously on segment at the beginning of this episode because uh, it's been a while. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, that talked was one of the bro. funniest parts of the whole episode. I was remembering how <laughs> absurd last season was. Well, Brendan, if you can believe it, we're not we're not by ourselves. We have a, a guest that uh, everyone may be familiar with if they've if they're a fan of this podcast. I could believe that. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'll get. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we usually have a guest. Uh, we do, yeah. It's it's been a while since we haven't had a guest. Um, so, returning for her now, I believe fourth time. She will be the wow. fourth member of the Four Timers wow. Club. Maybe the best the version fourth. of the Four Timers Club. Yeah, the four by four. Yeah, which of course includes now Lita Ligori and Beyonce the Pot Nicole. Of course, almost forgot. And now, oh, wait, wait, wait. the iconic. Yeah. Oh, I just want to quickly want to say um, I am a part of two four by four relay records in Lindenhurst Senior High School. Uh, it's me. <laughs> Rich Schimmel, Brandon All, and uh, Rob Festa. Just want to name the four of the, our four four club members. So it was you, Rob Festa, and sorry, I, who were the other two? Rich Schimmel and Brandon All. Oh, oh, the classics. The classics, yeah. <laughs> well, someone who will be challenging that with, with her with her four timers club with her four by four of her own. The iconic Mel got served. Mel Sullivan is here. How are you, Mel? Bonjour, lonely boys. Oh, <laughs> new entrance for everyone from now on. That's great. Yeah. Um, so happy to be back. I've had to take a little bit of a Gossip Girl break because I got so ahead of watching Ooh. and I had to keep up with the pod. So now I'm so excited that I can watch season four. And as I say, every time I come on here, I'm trying to decide when is the point of the show that I stopped watching or 
Is it just that the plots make so much sense that they are logical that I just feel like I've watched the show? So mm -hmm. we'll find out. That could be. Yeah, I was going to ask, have you gotten to that point yet? Because every time you text me when you're watching, you're like, OK, I think this is the season where I stopped watching. And then it turns out that, nope, you you remember it. And it, it hasn't been there. There is a chance that you've just watched this. whole. Gonna, show, yes, you, you get to the, the end of the series like, huh, I've seen that, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, it's very possible that I just read like tvguide.com spoilers every week and i was ah. like yeah i know what's happening on the show who knows <laughs> but i do vaguely remember some things for this episode so i do think i watched it initially but i do know i did not complete season four i do know that all right i'll i'll take your word for it uh, you, you said you did have to take a break because you were getting so far ahead how much how much gossip girl have you been watching between uh now and the last time you were on the show i'm up to date i've been watching every episode i oh, yeah. up but then I'll get really caught up in it and then realize I need to stop so I can keep up with the pod. And here we are. Now I've stopped at season four, episode one. I did watch oh this God. one, but, you know, didn't even want I wanted to keep going. Had to stop. Wow. And of course, the world wants to know if you are still the leader and president of the Vanessa fan club or if you have uh, started started hating her at least a little bit. Maybe not as much as me and Brendan. But where where is your status as Vanessa super fan uh, come into play here? Do I still love her? Absolutely. Oh, boy. <laughs> I watched the episode with my mom, and do you know what she said? What she's she very. Say? She said she's very beautiful. Well, she okay, looks yeah, pretty good. She was nice this episode. Guy. She had a good outing. She said something funny. I don't remember what it was because I still was like, all right, that was funny, but for Vanessa, funny. Um, but it also reminds me that you being here as leader of the fan club, one of the one of the we have a lot of great shirts on our shop. Please, please go yeah. find the, the shop on our Instagram. Um, but one of the shirts we're missing is a, a Vanessa fan club shirt or something of that nature. So I will admit, first, I do understand why people do not care for Vanessa. I understand. Okay. I hear you. All right. I get it. And sometimes it's hard to defend her. I have my logics. One day I'll explain. <laughs> but not but, today. <laughs> maybe not today. Now, here's the thing. Do I want to make a Team Vanessa shirt, et cetera? Yes. But here's the thing. I want to make sure that there's an audience for it. Right. Mm. I don't want it to our... just bring down your SEO value or whatever. Yeah, I, I love know? that our, our two main uh, shirts are going to be uh vanessa and Ruth, yeah, that's the true two characters yeah. that we, that we hate, that we <laughs> not, hate. not great <laughs> um, well uh, glad glad to see you're still hanging on to that uh vanessa love she she does make an appearance in this episode as as we said uh i mean usually you come on and it's it's a uh vanessa doesn't make an appearance so you must have been thrilled to at least get to watch vanessa in this one so excited to see her the only episode i've covered where she shows up was the season one finale and i couldn't even defend her because she was dressed so poorly that i had to hate her <laughs> Of course. <laughs> yeah, she's of happen. course back from her uh back from her trip to Haiti where where Dan did not call or email her the whole time even though they were presumably dating. So we'll we will get into all of that. Um I guess, you know, let let's just get into the episode here. While spending the summer in Paris, Serena and Blair try their best to forget their exes by going out with men of royalty. After getting shot in Prague, Chuck meets a French tourist who does not know his real identity. Meanwhile, back in New York, Eleanor helps Lily make arrangements for the Fashions Night Out gathering at the Vanderwoodson penthouse. And Dan deals with raising Georgina's newborn son, Milo, while Nate meets a potential new love interest, Juliet Sharp. So a lot going on Jeez. in this premiere episode. Um, the episode is named Bells Du Jour. Brendan, the first time in season four, you, you, you ended, you faltered at the end of season three. Can you get back on your horse uh. as Serena would and start season four off correctly? What is this title referencing? I, you know, I forgot about this part of the job, and I'm, de I'm like, <laughs> debating maybe giving it up early and giving my crown and, 
and we have crowns as hosts as lonely boys i want to give yeah, it over right. to kristen kristen mcginnis maybe asap because i really I, I i don't think i like doing this anymore i don't like being a part of the show uh because of, because because of the way that last season ended in, in shame I don't even. I don't know if I deserve to be here, but uh, you know, I'll give this one a whirl. Oh my, oh my God, Brent, you, you've never been lower on yourself. Because uh, I have no shot at this one. Um, <laughs> Bells du jour. Um, I'll leave it the same as is. How about that? Okay, so it's going to be saying, it's referencing itself. Bells du jour. All right, Brendan, you said you had no chance. This episode is referring to the 1967 film, French film. Bell du jour. Oh, it was fuck. a single, singular bell. You were so close. So close. You just singularized bells instead. You would have had. But All right. You know what? That's I, pretty I good. I'm gonna crush the yeah, rest I of the season. You were, you I'm were on top, baby. To, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to look ahead and see if we have another easy stretch coming up. No, you know, uh, don't tell me because I think that's what got in my head last time. I think I was. I felt too safe. I don't okay. want to know what's coming right. ahead. All right, I will not give you any clues, but for myself, I will look just to see how I think you're gonna how I think you're gonna do. Um, So, original air date September thirteenth, two thousand ten. We we are back for another season. It is the we start season four in Paris, and they are actually uh, filming on location here in Paris. Uh, So that's exciting. And as I've said, I'm a huge first half of season four guy. Uh, It's the two halves of season four are like two completely different stories. It's very interesting. Okay. Um, So first half i i'm very much a fan of and second half you know we'll we'll get to it when we get to it maybe i'll like it more than i i remember but we start we start season four with uh, blair and serena having a great time serena has learned to uh, paint portraits of nude models apparently while uh, <laughs> while blair's busy shopping and eating i really wish uh, they mel- panned over to what she was painting as just like a stick figure <laughs> <laughs> mel i understand you you have a lot to say about the various hats that we and oh this yeah episode, we, we already see yeah. them wearing in this episode here <laughs> this starts off um, i do it's on my notes, it literally says just too many dumb hats. And I do want to qualify that some hats are fine, but I am qualifying all as dumb hats. And yeah. yes, Serena and Blair each start with a dumb hat. Serena with a fedora <laughs> and Blair with a, Blair with a nip beret that absolutely in 2010, I was wearing one of those. So <laughs> they, look, they both look absurd. I, I will. I will admit on the rewatch. I was like, OK, maybe Mel's on to something. Here yeah. With yeah. Hats. <laughs> so, yeah you, uh, you had texted um, us prior and I. I wasn't even sure. I should have figured it out by the baby's ridiculous skull cap, but uh, I wasn't sure if this was like just another episode you're watching leading up to it or what what it was. And then as soon as I saw this first scene of the two of the, her hats, I was like, "Oh, this is why she was so anti-hat." Like this, of course, you thought she yeah. was just spiraling. Are, down. <laughs> yeah, you thought like, "What is she thinking?" Um, no, they're dumb hats. Yeah, they're bad. Oh, yeah. they're bad. bad. So we we hear that Serena's stories sizzle while Blair's are more fizzle, and uh, the only bow that Blair mm. has had this summer was on her headband. So Gossip Girl still into her wordplay, of course. Uh, Serena wants to know what Gossip Girl is saying about Chuck, but Blair tells her that she couldn't be less interested, which uh, Serena clearly is not buying. So she just stares at Blair until Blair admits that there's been no new posts and that Chuck has been MIA since the spring. So still no word on where Chuck is. Uh, Serena wants to know what Gossip Girl is saying about them. And apparently she's saying, ooh la la, Paris is burning, and <laughs> yeah. Serena and Blair lit the match. I love that Gossip Girl is just, like, a Serena and Blair stand, and, like, a yeah. Blair and Chuck <laughs> Shipper as well. Like, Gossip Girl, like, loves these people. <laughs> okay, and if, if, if I'm more Sizzler, who, what would you uh-huh. be? Are you more, like, Red Lobster? Uh, I'm not a big Red Lobster guy. I don't, I don't know, like, what is the analogy? <laughs> I don't even know what, what does that even mean, you're more Sizzler? <laughs> well, because they said that... Uh, 
Blair's. Well, yeah, no, I get, I get what you're referencing. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't been to a, I would think I was trying to figure it out along with you. I thought you'd help well, me. Well, do Sizzlers even exist? Sizzlers were right. a big, uh, were a big family outing for, for me and my family. I've never been to I one. Think my, oh, my mom. My mom used to love to take advantage of the of the salad bar, you know, the all you can eat salad uh-huh. bar. So that's that's what we would get. And uh, yeah, I, I've been to Sizzler plenty of times in my youth, but I have not seen a Sizzler in in many years. No, there used to be that, that one was like in a Farmville. road trip. No, uh, there there definitely was a couple on Long Island. Um, the ones that are, they're all, I think maybe maybe they're all gone. But in my head, Sizzler and Red Lobster were sort of two that like they're on the, the equal planks. I think you get something for free. Like maybe there's like a big big bread basket at Red Lobster, also I guess akin to the mm-hmm. salad bar yeah, Sizzler. Yeah, sure. So I'd say if you're Red Lobster and I'm Sizzler, then we're we're more or less the same. I'd say I, I, at that salad bar, I would load up on mac and cheese. And it wasn't like mac and cheese. It was like macaroni, like bare macaroni that you put on. And then they had this like Gucci cheese, cheese sauce. Oh, like a Velveeta put, type? They oh, just put wow. all over. Oh, my God. I would I would feast on that yeah, mac and cheese. Like salad bar or just like buffet style mac and cheese is usually god awful. So that, that's yes, a much better this, iteration. Yes, this was this was much better. That's why I I would always much prefer to go to the Sizzler than the uh, the old country buffet, which was another standard. Now, are you guys too young to have gone to the infamous Taco Bell salad bar of the past? I think so. I've never mm, seen a Taco Bell salad. I've seen a uh, the Pizza Hut salad bar. I've been to a nice pizza a uh-huh. sit down Pizza Hut restaurant before, but I've yes. never seen a, a Taco Bell salad. Yeah, maybe bar. If, if I saw oh. it in person, if they could rebuild one for me, it would like ring a bell. Uh, oh. Bell. It was uh-huh. a time. It was a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> what was in the salad there, bar? Here's what I remember specifically, like getting to an extent. It definitely had some taco kind of things, some sure. salad things. Estes. Had a, a wonderful chocolate pudding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I think every salad bar had to have chocolate pudding. Um, I think there was like refried beans. Hell yeah. Uh, I can like literally picture it still in the Taco Bell growing up with that sweet like purple pink pastel vibe of mm. like oh, the yeah. early 90s oh bring I mean, it back we've, there's, i think there's right. still a couple of those existing on Long Island, like th- that style but i've never seen yeah, the salad I bar w- would you like create your own nachos like... with the salad bar is that what you kind of kind of do i think i was like too young to fully remember what yeah, i yeah. what i did but i remember it was just like you would go in and sit at taco bell which now like as an adult i'm like it's very sad when i go in uh, i don't want to i don't want to sit there i, I don't want to sit it's like yeah, there's like the saddest humans in there waiting with you, and you're like, we should just not all want to get out of there. I feel like you should not be dining in a fast food restaurant as an adult. Me, I mean, me and Brendan used to spend our entire Sundays in a Taco Bell, and now I would never be caught dead sitting never, in a Taco Bell. Never, never. Our, our tradition, we would do a Taco Bell Monopoly Sundays back, back when we were in high school, and we would come to Taco Bell for lunch, mm-hmm. uh, set up a Monopoly board on the tables, play Monopoly with all of our friends, and then by the time the uh, game wrapped up, it would be time for dinner. So we, and we would spend eat Taco our Bell. Entire, <laughs> entire, yeah, lunch and dinner in Taco Bell with a game of Monopoly in the middle. People loved us. They would come in and they'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? This is like, amazing. Want to play next game? <laughs> Look at Look at these weirdos playing Monopoly. <laughs> I guess if you was... did it now, you'd be viral. You would like put it on TikTok. Probably, and then you, you know, be the most famous people. Do it. All right, let's get back. Right. Let's get back. Got to bring it back. Let's let's alert the crew. We're bringing back Taco Bell Sunday. <laughs> yes. No one's gonna say yes. <laughs> Where were we even? I, I guess we've determined that uh, I'm the Taco Bell to your Sizzler, Brendan. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> Blair's still complaining about how she hasn't gotten any guys. Meanwhile, uh, Serena's having flings with every Frenchman that comes her way, uh, including guys on Vespas, of course, which is part of Serena's personality. And all, all summer, Blair has been doing her favorite things and hoping that someone uh, would find her who's doing the same things and feeling the same things as her. I gotta say, Blair, Serena's right in front of you. I, I think it's I, this, episode, this episode. Oh my god! This episode, it was again, clear. again, where it's just like Blair. 
you have to realize that you're in love with Serena. Like, she, she's right here. And so uh, Blair is going to be heading home with a Chuck-sized cloud over her head. And she says she doesn't even want to find love. She just wants to go on, like, a fun date here. So Serena is on a mission now to make that happen for her. And they're going to go find a cute bartender um, or something for, uh, for, for Blair to just have a, a fun time right. with before they go home. Um, speaking of back home. Rufus and Lily are back home. They they just visited Jenny and Hudson. Uh, she seems to be thriving, as you guys said. They they can see her eyes now. Uh, they they also visited Lily's mom, who Rufus is still not a fan of. And in this scene, as Mel in one of her texts to us as well, as she pointed out, Rufus is now fully in a yuppie sellout Rufus mode with his with his outfit here. Oh, it's <laughs> crutching. It's so sad to see what he's become yeah he's really been <laughs> tamed <laughs> he, he i like that he used to be a rock star back uh later in the episode but he he is a, a shell of himself this is what he should be this is what he deserves to be he he's always house been a shell. Rufus, yeah he's a house yeah. hobby. he's a house hobby <laughs> I, I just he like i think i like any waffles oh. <laughs> he's gonna go back to fucking egos again he's he's such in, in the dumps but <laughs> i think lily I, I love the way she just declares dominance over him and that's that's my girl that's the way she does things oh yeah so Eric and Elliot are in Italy together. So apparently everyone really vacationing this summer, just yeah. in their various countries. Uh, Lily has a message from Eleanor on the on the answering machine about some fashion luncheon tomorrow that's going on at uh, Lily's house. So Eleanor and Cyrus are also hard at work uh, helping take care of Dorota and Vanya's kid, which uh, Lily message, uh, mentions that uh, so glad that we don't have to deal with, with a baby anymore, which... As someone who did not pay attention to the two minute previously on segment, this uh, I did not I did not catch the ironic like foreshadowing mm-hmm. of what Lily was saying here. I still think that's partially like alluding to the fact that Rufus and Lily are going to get pregnant at some point this season. Oh, you think so? I think a little it, a little baby Humphrey is on the way. A little baby Humphrey is probably on the way. A, a real I, one. Not know, a I hope. One. I hope not. Baby so Hump I mean, and Daddy Hump. So I think that my reluctance of potentially dropping in season four was definitely related. To this baby Milo, uh-huh. uh, to me, a uh, pretend like someone else is the dad kind of storyline. It was I watched soaps; it drove me crazy, and I probably was like at my breaking point of like I can't do this anymore. So it seems like you guys are both not believing Georgina's story that Dan is the father here. Absolutely, I not. I don't think they even though they don't, Dan they don't want so you to ready to be tricked by it. They, they, like, they don't <laughs> yeah, want they don't right? let you. <laughs> Like they're telling us, like he still hasn't taken a fraternity. But they, it's Dan, the, Dan is the one part. that's just. Like, they won't Dan tell us why it's like... not the baby, but they they like give you the yeah. shots of Georgina, like obviously lying, but they don't tell you what she's lying yeah. about. We have no idea what's going on, but Dan's just like, must be my kid. Nothing else we can do here. <laughs> like Dan, what the fuck? <laughs> so you didn't see um, her though. She came in and she was sad. Yeah, I did. <laughs> now I did uh, contact a friend who is okay. an OBGYN doctor to confirm. Can you get oh, a pregnancy okay. test in the third trimester? Okay. And drum roll. Answer is no. You cannot. So that is factually correct. Gotcha. Okay, At least cool. they did that much research. <laughs> that said, what about the last two months? Yeah. So right. Um, Lily also has a message from Bruce Kaplan, who wants her to call him when she gets in. Uh, it's important. Bruce Kaplan is the best business manager, and Rufus is like, oh, it's about Chuck, then I'd rather not know. So uh, Rufus still pissed off at Chuck, I guess, from everything that happened at the end of season three. And uh, no messages from Dan, though. So it looks like, looks like Rufus is kind of missing him. He Rufus hasn't heard talked to Dan in like three months? Yeah, and his answer is, he says, I haven't talked to Dan since uh, he got it. Like, I haven't gone this long without speaking to him since he got his ton- tonsils taken out or whatever. And his answer to this is, he's going to call Vanessa instead of like... I don't know, going to the loft? Like, I don't also, know also like... how long was Dan recovery from tonsil surgery from? It's like a two-day recovery. <laughs> yeah, you would know. I, I, I've gotten them out, yeah. I talked to the, the minute after. 
I said, give me. Do you think when, do you think when this man's uh, sleep talking, he says, uh, Georgina, have you ever kissed a man who's gotten his tonsils <laughs> taken out for three months? <laughs> it's a great reference to last episode. <laughs> that please, has not been released yet. Please, so uh, has no idea what we're... We'll listen to our coverage of The Grinch. It's a great line from a great movie. <laughs> oh, can't wait. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Dan, Dan's on the phone with Nate. Uh, he wants to hear some stories from Chuck's little black book. Uh, the last time they spoke, Nate had made it through all the T's. So Nate is really go through, going through every single name in the book? Is Good that boy. what we're, we're letting so. <laughs> And then, so he, Dan wants to know what he's up to now. And Nate goes, let's just say V is for vivid and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, Nate, whatever. <laughs> he goes, I'm having tons of sex. I never have to yeah. eat dinner alone. And the best part is I never have to talk about anything. So, uh, all right, good for Nate, I guess. When, when they just straight, straight up say, like, I've been having sex, like, when they say those words in the show, I get so grossed out. I'd rather they just say, like, yeah, I've been fucking. But I guess they can't say that, <laughs> we, but I don't we know. We had a problem. We had a, before, they, they were shying away from saying sex yeah. and saying, like, sleeping with or partying with. And we were like, I wish they'd just say sex. And yeah, now no, that they're like saying it. sex, you're like, I want them to say fucking. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the next level. <laughs> Dan, you don't understand. I'm fucking so much these days. <laughs> My dick is raw, bro. And, and I never have to eat dinner alone. Also, what is more like going to dinner alone? Already a weird experience. I feel it'd be worse to go with another person and literally never speak to them. <laughs> what is Just have them be on the phone the whole time. He's like, like, this is the life. I'm sleeping with random girls and then bringing them to dinner for awkward <laughs> conversation. That's the last <laughs> thing I want to do right. on a date. Yeah, because I assumed he meant like they were just having dinner at the hotel but then, then when we go see him bring on like this is yeah. his nightly date exactly. that is awful yeah. so nate nate mentions he's exhausted and dan's like oh you don't even know exhausted bro and this is when i <laughs> i fucked so I hard i got that, a baby out of it <laughs> that georgina was was pregnant with dan's baby at the end of last season because again i did not really right. pay attention um and so dan has not told his family at all and uh dan assures nate that he will uh He'll stop keeping it a secret and tell them now that they're home as he answers the door and it's Vanessa and she says, tell them what? So now uh, now it looks like Vanessa's going to find out here. Um, bum, Blair bum, and Serena are, are <laughs> Blair and Serena are talking to uh, are talking about Dan and Nate and Blair is trying to make Serena pick between Dan and Nate even though like Nate dumped Serena and Dan was trying to make things work with Vanessa as Serena points out. And again, I, I just have to point out that Blair's hat is kind of ridiculous in this scene. That <laughs> whatever's going on back there, that that knitted hat or whatever she's wearing. Yeah, this is a big fashion episode. I, I guess they had to really lay on the fashion thick because they were in Paris. But there's, there's a lot of even like little cutaways yeah. of all these brands that I'd never heard of before that. But I think I'm supposed to know. Yes, a huge fashion episode and a huge cameo episode. There were so many cameos of people like in the fashion industry and stuff like that oh, really? that okay. I had no idea who most of them were. Yeah, me either. They were dressed like assholes. That's all yeah. I can say. Anytime <laughs> you just see a, a main character talking with someone random, like when Lily's like, oh, hey, Meredith, sorry, but we have to continue the party at Eleanor's. Like, why is she talking to Meredith? You have to assume that right, this Meredith right. lady is just some, some random cameo that we got totally. for, for two seconds. But I did recognize one cameo, of course, that we will, that we will get to. Um, yeah, so if, Serena, if you came to listen to this episode hoping we would kind of marvel over the, the cameos, you came to the wrong <laughs> podcast. We have no idea who these people are. We don't like clothes. <laughs> Gaga famously records so... shirtless in the summertime. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we hate clothes so much. Some of us are, record without them in the summer. So, um, also, because we talk so much about dumb hats, what I did before this to prep tonight was that I watched the uh, "I Think You Should Leave" skit about Brian's dumb hat. Right. Which if you haven't seen, please I mean, look it yes. up. That's exactly my attitude to the dumb hats. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great skit. At this point, I, I've seen every "I Think You Should Leave" except for. 
two episodes. They, it's a uh, but very very funny show. I, I must say. You, wait, like every, two random every ones, single or just like the last two that are available. To I think you? it's the last two. Well, because okay. when I went to a. Uh, when I went to Friend of the Pod, Sean Gallagher's house one time, he was showing it to me. And then when I went to uh, Friend of the Pod, Lita's house, uh, once I, I breezed through, like, most of it. Uh, nice. And then I think it was just the last two we never got to. But that's it's, it's for when we start the I Think You Should Leave podcast. Um, so <laughs> Covering a sketch show? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Ser- Serena gets a delivery, and Blair presumes it's the course catalog for Brown, which, why is Serena getting this delivered to her in Paris, and also, like, can't she just look at it online? Like, what? What is? Why is she getting sent this huge course catalog to her while she's like vacationing in Paris? It made no For sense. For the plot, baby, it, 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 it is funny. In September, classes start in, like in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> she should have made her schedule already. Classes sometimes even start no like sense. the end of August. Yeah, I've I've never. I've I've never taken like college classes where they send me the course catalog in the mail and, and also like yeah she must have gone out of her way to get it sent to her here but she still seems annoyed that she got it yeah well because Blair Blair thinks it's obviously the Brown catalog but we find out that uh, Serena may be hiding something uh, because Blair's saying you know while you're in Providence uh, I'm gonna miss you but having separate lives ensures no competitions which means no high school pettiness so uh, basically Blair and Serena are never gonna fight again. And uh, they promise that they won't go back to their old ways. But li- like I said, Serena uh, seems to be hiding something here. Were you were you, uh, were you flagging this up that maybe she might not be going to Brown uh, once once again? Yeah, I mean, she's always a stupid liar. <laughs> so, so I had a feeling. But I, I also I wasn't so keen on like the two of their like their relationship be- being this competitive. I, I feel like it happens obviously, but not that often. It's, it's never like the main storyline of their friendship where I kind of didn't expect Blair to be so upset that she went to Columbia until like they really built it up for us, obviously in this episode, but yeah. it, it happens maybe once a season. And then we, I thought we got over it by, by now. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's been a while since Blair did go to NYU and Serena was not there, right. but I feel like in high school, Blair definitely was jealous of Serena a lot. So yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. since she didn't have her at college this whole year, probably, probably dulled yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. So uh, wouldn't they be in different classes and like different majors? Like I don't understand why, it's going to be so competitive to just go to the same giant university. And yeah, also it's huge. not a consideration that you might be cramping Nate's style, throwing it out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like Brendan, me, me and uh, Steven Goldberg famously went to the same college together. I didn't say two words to him all, all year. You talk to Steve we Goldberg were, all the time. And we were in the same program. So <laughs> <laughs> not, definitely doesn't have to be like Blair's like, all right, we're going to the same school, so that means we obviously have to room together now and, and live together and take all the same classes, and we're going to see each other every day. But, yeah, it, it would be very easy to just have their their own separate lives. But I guess right. uh, Blair's just kind of spiraling here. I think so. she knows like she's always uh, going to be next to Serena because she can't help herself, and people are right. going to talk about them well, while yeah, they're standing. Yeah, they're going to talk about them while they're standing. As, yeah, as they, they're as walking, they they're fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lena, Le- Lena, Le- Lil, Jesus fucking Christ. That was my Lily and Serena hybrid, but uh, Lena, Lily is okay. meeting with <laughs> Lily is meeting with Bruce, and Bruce is wondering where Charles is as well. But Lily has not heard from him in a long time, and Bruce needs Lily's help finding him and fast because he hasn't paid the mortgage on the Empire since May, which is when he left. And so one more mispayment, and Chuck will be in default. Uh, Bruce has brought over the last record of Chuck's movements and tells Lily to look them over and make a few calls. So, uh, did you think Chuck was dead? No, of course not. I mean, you, you also would have mentioned this is Chuck's last episode last time, I think. <laughs> no, no, I would have, I would have left that up. Okay, to, okay. No, uh, yeah, to, uh, he, I didn't think we would endure half the series without Chuck. Right. Mel, did you think Chuck was dead? Or um, you've, of course, uh, gotten this far in, your, in Gossip Girl before, so you knew he wasn't. 
I mean, unfortunately, he's not. Um, wow. And what I wondered was, where the hell was my favorite character, Andrew Tyler, in all of this? Yes, where, where is Andrew Tyler? Get the PI on the case. He'd, <laughs> crack, this in, he'd crack this in two seconds. Oh, that is true. They must have had a falling out. They might. He must be like, no, I'm Chuck's guy. I don't work for you, Lily. I'm not you. You, I'm still mad at what you did to Bart. Like <laughs> that whole thing, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this for you. Yeah, I feel like Andrew Tyler should be on this case. Yeah, I think he's, he's probably also mad at Lily for marrying the guy that killed. Uh, yeah, exactly. Bass, Rufus yeah. in the picture. He's definitely on strike, probably. Yeah. So, uh, Lily's first call is to Serena, and she wants to hear all about Serena's day: the food, the shopping, the boys on Vespas. Like Serena has made this such a part of her personality. Even Lily knows about her right. Vespa obsession. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lily asks uh, Serena if Blair has heard from Charles, and Serena says no, and she doesn't expect to. Chuck is actually being decent and leaving Blair alone, and she says that <laughs> Blair is still hurting. She's she's putting on a brave face, and also tells Lily not to worry about Chuck, which. I don't know why everyone is so sure that Chuck is fine. I feel I like know. Chuck this, Chuck would have tried to contact Blair by now, or Gossip Girl would have seen him, or something. This would be so funny if he was dead, and everyone's like, it's so decent to just not reach out. What an asshole. <laughs> and meanwhile, just he's I guess in he the really ground. has turned over a new leaf. <laughs> <laughs> he's just still laying there in Prague, bleeding out. So. Nobody checked on their kids for an entire summer. Lily's just cool with <laughs> right. this. Rufus, the most over-controlling parent on the show, was just like, I haven't heard from or seen my son in months, yeah. but that's cool. It, the writing is off here. Don't care for this. But they're like, I guess I would leave like, Chuck. Yeah, Who? they're like, it's it's September, time to make our calls to, to our kids. Who we seen. <laughs> yeah, Rufus hasn't even checked. I know he's been away for a while, but he hasn't checked up on his his own apartment in three months. No, it's insane. I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like He's like, all right, I haven't heard from Dan. Got a call in the big guns. Call Vanessa. Like, you lit. You have. You know Go where to he it. lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, Serena says that uh, Blair is still hurting. Um, as I've said, so uh, she she makes it. She says that it makes sense that Chuck has gone rogue, given everything that happened. And uh, Lily, I guess, doesn't want to worry Serena because she does not tell her why she's so worried about Chuck's whereabouts. And Serena tells Lily that she got into Columbia, which this is where we find out that she got into Columbia. And, like, I know that Blair obviously overreacts here, but, like, I'm kind of with, like, why did Serena do this? Why did she wait until Blair transferred to Columbia to follow her there? Like, college is never mad at her ever. And yes. all of a sudden it does. Yeah, and later she's going to be like, come on, Blair, this is a, I, I can't make this, like, this is a big deal, college. Which later she was like, who cares about college? Right. Like, but she had her gap year, she's our, done. <laughs> yeah, we need to have all of our characters in New York still, so this makes sense. But, like, yeah. what is Serena doing? Col Columbia was never her dream. That's the never. one reason I was okay with it. It's like, all right, well, it keeps her in New York. Not that I thought she was going anywhere, but she's not leaving to go to, to Providence, obviously. Um, but you could have just, like, she had a fine time just not going to school, and she was still a yeah. part of, like, she's going to be in the city. Just stay in the city and just work and do these fake jobs you like to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These I always jobs that she has. Yeah, I always thought it was actually, like, very in character for Serena to not go to college. Yeah. And, you know, I also think it's nice when not everyone follows that path. And considering that an entire, what, season two storyline was they went to go visit Yale, and she knew that it was cramping on Blair's style and her yes. dreams. Like, why are we doing this again? And also, Serena got in for nepotism. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, course. I think she knows and that. It, Hopefully nepo she knows baby. That. It's the one which I'm, I'm pro nepo babies. I love nepotism in all aspects. I think uh -huh. it's great, especially in Hollywood. Um, especially but... in uh, cooking Hollywood. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, a different, that's a different podcast. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, it, it's the one school that she knows that Blair is going to. She's going to be doing this. And she knows, like, 
This is, this is, she can't plead ignorant. She knows that Blair's going to be upset at, about this because she hasn't told Blair. Like, obviously, she must know right, there's, right, right. there's a reason she's keeping it from her. So, I, I mean, it, it's just... It, obviously you can't tell Serena not to go to Columbia, but that she could have done this much differently. And obviously they're in a good place by the end of it, but just to keep this from her and then like, we'll get to it when we, when we get to it. Yeah. But, well, it's like so, how, that's why Dan doesn't tell Rufus anything. Like she, he, he knows how he'll react. And Dan's also an idiot. They're, they're, yeah. I can't, they're all idiots. They're in this idiots. Episode. I can't do it. <laughs> this was a very difficult episode to just, it was, it was infuriating. One, one LVP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, Dan and Vanessa, instead of, like I said, instead of calling Dan, Rufus called Vanessa to get her to get in touch with Dan, which it seems like Rufus just wanted to chat with Vanessa, I think. He's like, oh, got to get in touch I with Dan. I my girl. Let me, let, me, let me call She's my girl Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Vanessa assumed that Dan was with Serena because what other reason would he have for not calling or emailing Vanessa all summer? And Dan apologizes but assures her that there is a reason. So Vanessa looks around the loft. She thinks he's a hoarder at first, but then uh, she asks if he's okay, and she sees some women's undies and accuses Dan of seeing someone new, which Dan denies, but at that exact moment, Georgina asks what's going on, and Vanessa is shocked that Dan is uh, apparently dating Georgina here. Yeah, I mean, and again, we, it's, it's not even a fun reveal because we know Yeah, we know what's going case. on. Yeah. I also have, I have yeah. a prediction for the end of the season that we're going to oh. repeat what happened last season exactly where Georgina walks in with the big belly and says hello, but it's going to be Vanessa. Hello. To, hello, it's me. <laughs> it's going to be Vanessa to Rufus. <laughs> and Vanessa's going to walk in and say, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> I took a paternity test. It's yours. <laughs> it's yours, puppy. <laughs> Dan immediately says they aren't dating. And Georgina's like, yeah, we barely even leave the house. Which, <laughs> again, we can like, tell. That's <laughs> smaller. I was so afraid for that child in that den of oh, dirt oh, yeah. and oh my god cps yeah. call them obviously and I, wh again why doesn't dan at wh why does dan do and say the things he does why doesn't dan at any moment during the first like five minutes of this conversation just be like oh i have a baby like he's trying to keep it from her but he's just letting her think that she's the worst and that he's just dating georgina and so Van vanessa lets us know she <laughs> She doesn't believe in God by asking, what other possible reason could there be in the God I don't believe in's universe for Georgina Spark to be leaving lingerie around your house? Now, it's obviously not surprising that Vanessa is an atheist. We we may have even knew that already, but it's even less surprising that Vanessa is the type of person who's very annoying about her atheism <laughs> and always mentioning that she does not it. believe in God. I loved that line. I was like, that is a well-written line. <laughs> the God I don't believe in's universe. Something very Vanessa for her to very say. Very Vanessa. So, um, Georgina finally picks up the baby, and Tan Dan tells Vanessa to meet their son, Milo. What yeah, do we think of Milo? Dumb, dumb, dumb hat, of course. Yes. Dumb baby. Dumb hat, average. Yeah. It's a dumpster baby. Uh, I had a cat named Milo, so that's all I could really say on the subject. <laughs> um, should they have named the baby One-Eyed Gingy instead? <laughs> of course, that, Brendan's most famous cat. Most famous cat that started the whole cat dynasty on Clinton Avenue. <laughs> One-eyed get Gingy was the leader of that cat gang. On, she on truly was. No one fucks with Gingy, especially when she started losing no her hair by her butt. Yeah, <laughs> no one fucks with a cat with one eye. <laughs> and bumps on her back. <laughs> that's, the, that's the number one rule of, of cat gangs. <laughs> uh, Nate is out to dinner with some random girl. She is just yapping away on the phone, telling someone to shut up. And Nate looks like he's either very hungover or he's trying out for the new Top Gun movie. Which what a look for Nate here with the, it was a good with the look. aviators. I was I was disappointed yeah, was... to think he was hungover because like oh you should just do that all the time dude like you don't you don't need uh, to be hungover you look cool you're out to eat with these shades yeah. on he was yeah. rocking the look it He's seems a... like he's gotten a nice uh nice like hair 
cut too. It's it, he's he's really starting starting season four off very hot. Yeah, he looks he looks incredible. Um, I think Dan he also looks even though they tried to make him look yes. messy. I think he the looks shoveled, hunkier yeah. than ever. He, I think he definitely he looks did like look hunky. He was his half- jawline looks great. He maybe was. I don't know if he slimmed out or got more cut. I can't really tell. I don't, he was he was filling out that t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, he looks good. Uh, Nate, Nate and the girls sit at a table, and the girl sitting next to them is trying to read a book and is clearly annoyed. So, so Nate just dismisses the girl. And uh, the <laughs> new girl here yeah, throws some shade on Nate's girlfriend. But Nate's like, oh, she's not my girlfriend. She's uh, she's just a girl that was in a little black book that my friend left me for the summer. I don't know why he's so forthcoming about this. He and then when Nate says it. it, he just like smiles at this girl like, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I've been fucking... <laughs> He's like, I also, I also can read. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned how to read all the names in that book. <laughs> it, it is what, like common practice. I mean, people know about the black book. Is it, if you say like, oh, my little black book, people know that's like a, a sex book. I have a lot of questions about the. I have a lot of questions about the black book. I, I don't get the purpose of the little black book. Like, why wouldn't Chuck just save these numbers in his phone? I, I guess to keep them separate, or maybe so he can transfer them easily to Nate or someone else if he wants to. Also. The implication is here here is that the girls in this book will always just pick up the phone for whoever is calling and sleep with them. Like, what does Nate even say when he right. calls them? Like, hey, I got your number from Chuck's book. He wanted us to sleep together. So like you're uh, one of the horny on girls like, in this book? I, uh, yeah, like, I oh, I, I see that you're in the book here. That means you must want to fuck who's ever calling. Yeah, did that have like, to agree to be a part of the book, knowing that they'd always be down to fuck? Or like, what's, what's the deal? They have so many questions about the little black book. Yeah, and they're always just saying, like, it's the little black book. Like, everyone on the Upper East Side knows what this is. Like, if someone said that to me and I'm sitting next to them, I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you telling me this, That's what stranger? she should have said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm just trying to understand the mindset of the girls in the book. When they get the call from Nate, they're like, oh, okay, I'm in the book and you own mm-hmm. the book now, so now I must have sex with you. Like, I don't – it's it's so confusing to me. But uh, luckily, good guy Nate thinks that the least he can do for the girls that are sleeping with him is bring them to a nice restaurant after because uh, Tiger Woods mistresses only got a chicken wrap, apparently. I don't know. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this. The either. Tiger Woods news was definitely hot in, in the news at, at this point, I believe. I or, like a chicken wrap, so I'd be good with that. Yeah. He went yeah. to uh, – if I recall, he went to Perkins, not Sizzler. Uh, <laughs> okay. Another, another chain very similar. <laughs> so uh, – Nate Nate's girl that he came to the restaurant with starts making out with a guy in a fedora to keep it the also dumb, ridiculous dumb hat. <laughs> dumb hat another very good dumb hat uh can you imagine just going to a brunch with somebody then being on the phone and then like while you're still on the phone to start hooking up with somebody it's incredible <laughs> what a move like, like did, did he recognize her was he like oh oh becky from the black book uh, it was like, a brand oh, new me oh book yeah too? all right i guess i have to hook up with you now and so <laughs> she leaves with him Nate could not care less he just starts laughing and says easy come easy go and the new girl is like, I can't tell if your approach is enlightened or chauvinistic. So so Nate tells her to take her seat and find out, which I guess is a solid line, as, as the girl points out. But yeah. uh, she has an appointment that she can't be late for. So they're not going to they're not they're not going to get to have their uh, their first date as Nate wants. Yeah. Because Nate, uh, Nate tries to get her number before she leaves. And she's not just like, so what, it's not in your friend's black book, which uh, another solid line. Yeah. Well, like you said, easy come, easy go. Uh, and this is not an easy come. Funny enough, also, my version of the, t- the television program, obviously, the CC said easy C-U-M. Yeah. You know, you know, come on. You know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's specified. He said, he said, easy come, and I do mean come, if you yeah. know what I'm saying. Easy go. <laughs> Check the closed captions. <laughs> yeah, I believe Nate points to the closed captions he does. at that point, just to really emphasize. <laughs> <laughs> he stares directly at the camera. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Blair is staring at a giant painting in a museum. Uh, a Frenchman comes up to her and asks if she likes the painting. And uh, they're speaking to each other in French, which is very impressive that Blair can speak conversational French, like well enough for an actual Frenchman to talk to yeah. her. And But then he starts speaking to her in English. And now Blair wants to know how he knew she was American. And she's like, don't tell me it's because my accent isn't as good as I think it is. And apparently he knew because her watch is set to Eastern Standard Time, which I've never once looked at someone's watch and noticed what time it was when first meeting someone. Like he, he's, that's Yeah, that was insane, too. <laughs> he's, he's talking to this girl and he's just like oh what is your watch that like that, that's got such a, wrist a crazy thing to look at also this Quite same exact scenario happened to me when i was in new orleans what what you were staring at a painting no, I, well i guy. no, i was it was staring at a painting and uh, a watch no we had a conversation <laughs> um in their accent and i i couldn't believe that they started talking in my new york accent and they're i was like how did you understand how did you know i didn't uh i wasn't from here it was, it was very uh very <laughs> just similar love bringing up your your trip to new orleans <laughs> <I know. laughs> It's like the one place you've been, apparently. <laughs> That's the only place I've ever been. You know, we we have been to Italy, which would be a, a much cooler Yeah, but I, I, I can't really speak Italian. <laughs> um, andiamo. Let's go. I think. Dove. Where? Dove, dove il drugs. <laughs> okay. I, I know that we one, buddy. how to say that for Italy trip. Who taught us that? Scott Wilde. <laughs> I think Ali Delusi was looking. That was doing was doing Google Translate. To, <laughs> okay, that was one of the chaperones. Oh yeah, Mr. Chaffaletti. Smith was big. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, good times. Anyway, um, so uh, Louis's never been to New York, but he'd love to hear about it over dinner. So he exchanges information with Blair and makes plans to pick her up at nine. Uh, the Frenchman has to go because someone comes and tells him that the car is ready for them. Uh, and he also mentions the name Grimaldi, which seems to pique Blair's interest. But he tells her, no, 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 not Grimaldi. It's, it's Louis, just Louis. But uh, Blair Blair has heard Grimaldi, and now she is uh, she she has her sights set on that. I wouldn't have known who this was until she said it was a prince. Is this is this common knowledge, the Grim- Grimaldis? I I believe this is a fictional character. I don't know if the Grimaldis are actually the royal family right. in France. I, I didn't know there was a royal family I know in France. About I know nothing about the royal family in uh, in Britain, let alone the royal no. family in France. I have no idea. I, I get all my royals information from Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's royal. Well, do, you, well, do you know if the, if the Grimaldis are any real people? I'm looking it up now. Um, I definitely, and I would recommend don't Google it because I got confused because I was like, didn't Blair date a prince? I was trying to remember, but that was the Duchess uh, whole thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. The, the Lord. So potentially, yes, there is a House of Grimaldi in Monaco, but I also don't know if this is just a link to the Gossip Girl wiki. So <laughs> not not a hundred percent here, no, but yeah, so it has, it's true. Oh, in wait, one town world. and country. It's Town and Country magazine has verified the Monaco royal family treat. A guide to the House of Grimaldi. So there yeah. we go. The House of Grimaldi okay. is the current reigning house of the Principality of Monaco. Um. I don't know. Is he a if... cameo? Is he one of your cameos you recognize? <laughs> I don't think, I think <laughs> this is an actor that's playing him. I, I don't believe that uh, royalty Prince Grimaldi was actually was actually uh, coming coming to Gossip World. So I think this is a fictionalized version of of the Grimaldi Prince. But uh, here here he is anyway. Um, so Blair is going to call Serena, and uh, Serena answers as she's about to, of course, get on a Vespa with some random guy. And so Blair tells Serena that she thinks she just met an actual prince, as in a Grimaldi. And Serena drops her Vespa boy to go shopping with Blair just uh, because she's a great friend. She is a great friend. And then what happens then? Teenage Dream starts playing by Katy yeah. Perry, which uh, truly, uh, the the album Teenage Dream, truly one of the best pop albums of all time. And then Katy Perry never made anything great again. It's it's crazy. It's, it's I mean, maybe a couple of good songs here and there, but 
This album, yeah. I think, when it was at its peak, it had like the the most number one charted songs oh my on a God. record all Bangers. time. I think like it, maybe it was hits. tied with like a Michael Jackson album or something like that. It was it's insane. Uh, I love that album very very much. The, also, this, this music in this hit. episode was just so timely and so funny. Like the, the way the episode starts, it starts with a. <laughs> I don't know if this what song was, but just like that's a great noise for 2010. <laughs> very great good noise for 2010. And this is a is a great song. Uh, it's crazy how she just fell off. Now she's just. Uh, just um, judge American Idol. Judging American Idol and voting for Republican mayors in California. Really? So. <laughs> I didn't know that part. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, she's very uh well, she grew up very Christian Catholic, right? She did. She did. I don't yeah. I thought she I, grew, know, I thought she would grow uh, out of it. Grew up, you can grow out. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what uh, Katy Perry's political affiliations sure. are, but I do know how she voted in this <laughs> mayor, mayor, latest mayoral uh-huh. election. Um, uh, speaking of mayors. Do you prefer yeah, I I, uh, I and, and also Cameo. You going to bring up John no, I, well, I, I had uh, I, I had Mayor Giuliani on the cameo recently. I had him say the funniest <laughs> thing. You had Mayor Giuliani on. <laughs> yeah, I just look, look, it's really funny. You have to, you, have to, you may see it in the news. Okay, all right. Yeah, really funny. You'll, you'll have to link me to that. And this, uh, I guess this will be kind of timely <laughs> when this comes out. No Mary. longer funny, maybe. Uh, Teenage Dream. Do you prefer the uh, the Katie version or the Glee version? I mean, Katie, obviously. I listen. Darren it's Chris tough. knows knows how to sing a Katy Perry song. It's 50 and, there's, and there's multiple Darren Krish versions of Teenage Dream. The uh, the the slowed down sad version that he sings. Oh, that's that's a that's a good one. I don't I don't know if I'm familiar with that. I have to check it out. Oh, you will. So, uh, this, this scene is just like very weird here because instead of seeing a montage of Serena and Blair shopping, we just get shots of like the street and the outsides yes. of stores while Gossip Girl has a montage. See, this is what I was talking about, about before too. I was like, I don't. I think these brands are something that we're supposed to be excited about. Yeah, even we don't actually see them. We just hear Gossip World talking about it and like get like glimpses of them. I, and I was just yeah. like, okay, right, hats, sure. coats, <laughs> clothes. All right, great. <laughs> it was very. It was like a weird poem written. Actually, I wish that was our scene yeah. for the end of the for the end of for Lonely Boys <laughs> Theater because it was like, did they get a product placement deal to just promote where things are in Paris? It was very odd, and it felt like five minutes. I know it was probably forty five yeah. seconds, but it, it was, was excruciating. It was Gossamer weird. Had a, had a lot of work in this episode. She had a, a couple of monologues where she just yeah. like talks for a while. So great so, lines. Kristen Bell needed SAG card membership. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Blair and Serena have gone shopping now. Blair is trying to Google her new prints, but Serena tells her no googling Prince Charming. Uh, she wanted someone to come up to her while she was enjoying a painting, and that's exactly what happened. So she can't ruin this. And Blair agrees that this is fate. So I guess she is not going to Google uh, the Prince. Uh, which I guess plays into the plot of this since she's not going to uh, know that this is the prince. And so Blair, uh, before Blair goes, Serena wants to tell her something and uh, she's presumably going to tell her about Columbia, but Blair cuts her off to tell her that uh, she wants to hear all about how Brown offers a major in raw foods, but she has to go to Baccarat with Louis and she tells Serena that she needs to get something to wear because Louis's friend just came in from out of town. So the date is now a double date. And uh, apparently if she doesn't agree to the double date, he's going to cancel. So Serena has to go. Did you ever get any... uh take any fun classes in Albany like that like a like a, an absurd Major. class where like you just eat oysters apparently yeah i wasn't majoring in in rough <laughs> in rough foods that's for sure um like i never got to take like a clay making class or one of the, one of those pottery no i'm trying to think of like any like those like classes in community where i just got, got to take a, a <laughs> ladders i took a fun ladders, one ladders would have been really fun um you took a you took a fun yeah. one mel yeah i took a uh, pop culture english Oh, that does sound fun. Yeah, well, you got um, to uh, read a com. You read. We read like two graphic novels. We watched movies, and like every class, two people would have to like report on whatever was like the chapter of the week or part of the film. So I had to cover the first half of Batman the movie and 
I forget what my other one was. It was a blast. You just talked about TV and movies mm. and comic books for a semester. That's, that sounds great. fun, but it sounds like real work still, unfortunately. So it does like, not qualify. I, uh, yeah. My, my friend did the first day of class when he was like, and we're going to have discussions every class. And my friend literally just got up and left, left the class. <laughs> not what I was looking for. <laughs> yep. I, uh, my public speaking class, we had to we had to like write speeches and present them, and I became known as the the guy just that just did all their speeches on uh, TV shows and TV. So it was just expected. And here we are now. Just, there you go. <laughs> yeah, just uh, talk about TV. So that yeah. that was an and you know got an easy A in that class. Not to brag, obviously. I think the three um, of us would have had a great time in Mel's class. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would have been fantastic. Yeah. So we would have just done an episode of the podcast. Probably, <laughs> I think so. so. And one of and one of my friends that I've maintained a friendship with works for rupaul's drag race so come wow on. I, I was shocked when i found that out pretty cool oh my god that's incredible the dream so, um blair blair mentioned something about brown shoes and the word brown triggers her to remember that they were talking <laughs> about college but uh, i guess the moment has passed now because serena no wa- longer wants to tell blair that uh, she is going to columbia so she's still not going to know about that uh, georgina is speaking to the russians on the phone Rem- remember she was in trouble with russians at oh, the end of the last season Just how could you forget bring this back She's she's looking at. Me. I don't know how on earth does this baby have anything to do with Russians. I have no idea what's going on. I don't remember what happens here. She's looking at Milo's birth certificate and telling like this shady Russian guy on the phone that she needs some more time. So the Russian agrees to give her one more day. And then what on earth is going on here? I don't know. This is the first, I hate when they do this because they they give you just enough to be confused, but not enough to maybe like sort of piece it together and make some sort of prediction. It's, it's never enough, and it's annoying. Just, just cut it out. Like, but I, I will just say that I, I, I cut it out. I love that Georgina's here, though. At the very least, she yeah. cracked me up this episode. So I, I'll, I'll Georgina's take that. Georgina's always welcome. But uh, yeah, the, the, the storyline is so silly. I, I didn't even really remember the Russian part of it. I just know that you know Georgina's quirky, <laughs> so sometimes she says things in foreign languages. <laughs> well, yeah, she gets another call and starts cursing out the guy in Russian, but it turns out it's Rufus, and he's like, okay, oh. this is clearly the wrong number, but then <laughs> Georgina's like, oh, no, it's Georgina. It's so great to hear from you. Uh, but to Rufus's confusion, uh, like, Rufus has no idea why Georgina is answering his phone or where he, be, I, You should be scared, and he, I think he was scared. <laughs> yeah. Also, weird, weird that he doesn't ask why Georgina was answering the phone in Russian. Like, he has no <laughs> questions about that. And also... The Russians have the home phone number to the loft, and like they've never, they've never like great point. They've never accidentally called while Dan was home. Like how is this happening? I didn't even so realize that was on the home phone. That's so funny. You call my landline. Yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. So Dan and Vanessa are walking around. Color ID just says uh, the Russians. <laughs> Dan's talking about his baby woes. Uh, he knows all about breastfeeding and baby poops. Vanessa uses the phrase Georgina in this conversation, <laughs> which really unsettled me. <laughs> I didn't like that. I, I kind of liked it, but I wasn't so, so was sure about it. was joke of the episode? No, the, I mean, there was a lot of good jokes in this episode. As far, like, even though every character was annoying and frustrating, there's a lot of funny lines. And, and maybe even some of them came from Gossip Girl this episode. But I, mm-hmm. I, think, I think I've settled Jordan on one really one. sweet one later. Okay. On. So... Uh, Dan, again, goes back to his old tricks of begging Vanessa not to tell Rufus and Lily because he needs to be the one to tell them. And she's like, why haven't you? And he's like, oh, because I was freaking out. Like, okay. so And (laughs) I I don't understand. But And so Vanessa asks Dan what everyone is thinking, if he's sure that Milo is his. And he's like, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm pretty sure. And it turns out that they have not taken a paternity test. And there really isn't any reason why not. Like, he can't answer why not. He's, he's just like, uh, you, you know, Georgina came to me. She was freaking out, which which isn't even how I remembered it. Like, Georgina came very calm at the end of last right. season and just, like, nonchalantly showed off her pregnant belly. She was not freaking out at all. She seemed, like, happy and confident. She's, yeah. <laughs> she, 
She was glowing. Like, it was my idea. My idea for her to move in. I kept waiting for the crazy uh, shoe to drop, but it never did. And, and he's crazy shoe to drop was the like her walking through the door. That was the yeah, crazy yeah. shoe. <laughs> the, the crazy shoe started on the ground. It couldn't drop yeah. any further. He he still has not mentioned one reason why he hasn't gotten a paternity test. Like even if Georgina is as good with Milo as Dan claims she is, that doesn't matter if Milo is not his kid. And as we said in season three, the first four things Georgina says are always lies. So why on earth is he so quick to believe this huge thing that affects his life and has yeah. affected his entire summer? And, and do you think that Rufus's son of all people has that strong of swimmers? Because I do not think that. <laughs> Yeah, those beta cuck sperm cells. <laughs> yeah, those those are old school Mountain Dew fucking comers right there. <laughs> yeah, but Rufus fathered uh, Scott. You know, we remember Scott, oh, right? 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 Where right. Who could forget? Who could forget? Who could forget Scott? I, I would love to forget Scott. Scott. <laughs> Vanessa is somehow the rational one in this conversation for once. She's yelling at Dan uh, that everything that comes out of Georgina's mouth is a lie, let alone anywhere else. Which, again, stop mentioning Georgina's vagina so much. Uh, yeah, she loves talking about it. <laughs> she, she can't get enough of that, that Georgina. So, <laughs> at least Dan has not signed the birth certificate. He says he won't until they get the test. Um, so... Blair and Serena, they are admiring how well they did at shopping. Uh, Louis has driven himself to the date, and you can tell that Blair is immediately thinking that something is up. Uh, even though she tries to put on a brave face, she's like, oh, yeah, driving yourself, independent, progressive, very very cool. <laughs> but uh, Louis tells Blair that she looks amazing and then introduces himself to Serena. I, I love how Louis pronounces uh, Serena's name all episode. It's Serena. Serena. I had even thought that. Blair had never been in a front seat before. That's so funny, and I, I loved it. I also would have loved She's it like, if, Ooh, the view, the view. If, if someone offered Serena the front seat and she just starts screaming and running because of the last time she was in the passenger seat. <laughs> no, I know what you're trying to do. Next thing I know, I'm going to end up in the driver's seat with blood pouring out of my head. <laughs> so, uh, Serena gets introduced to uh, Jean-Michel Grimaldi of Monaco and Blair is very confused because she thought that Louis was their Grimaldi but it turns out that Louis is the driver for Jean-Michel's family <laughs> puts on the hat and, uh, what, no, yeah. another dumb hat another dumb hat, great hat. <laughs> <laughs> Blair has a sit shotgun Louis wears his his silly driver hat we we should start doing a hat of the episode award oh uh, I like that oh, absolutely I, I think this one does take it no, I love to put I, it I, I'm so a fan it of is... skull cap for the baby uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say that when he puts that hat on it's the perfect fuck you moment of yeah. the entire episode of like just checking <laughs> yeah. right like, especially, like also, knowing afterwards that like he's obviously not just yeah. a driver it is a Going back to that is it is perfect. So funny, and I know that uh, Blair did not want to Google Grimaldi, but at this point, when she's like, "Oh, this is just a driver," like, wouldn't she just like say "fuck it" and like Google? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like she should be, find this out eventually, but I, I guess she does not. And I also get that Louis is trying to test Blair here, but uh, I guess he couldn't have known how much of a uh, how much of a, a sore subject this would be. Like Serena, of course, getting a date with a prince, and Blair getting the second-rate driver, even though like being a princess is literally Blair's dream, and she's always losing out to Serena. Like, yeah. sure, Blair is shitty in this episode, but I completely get why she's so upset, and like I would be just as pissy as Blair is. <laughs> just as pissy? I don't know if I'd be just as pissy. I would. I, I would. I would be. If you ever did this to me, Brendan, I would be pushing you in a fountain so quick. <laughs> well, she also was begging Serena to come with her. She she was, just the way, like, this is just the way it it's happened. Just, it's just the situation. And to, to Blair's credit, she is trying to, like, suck it up until she finds out that Serena is going to Columbia. And then it's just, like, it, something snaps in her. Right, right, right. And, it, and when, she, when it snaps, it is, it is great. Yeah, she's like, listen, not only is she stealing my prince, but now she's going to be doing the same thing to me in Colombia when she comes. So I, I, I get. Right, because she sees that it, like, it effortlessly, effortlessly happens, too. She just yeah, can't help herself. I can't herself. condone it. But, like, I understand where she's coming from. Like, I've, sure. I've, been, uh, I've been quite the, the jealous 
jealous Johnny back in my day. So I, I get, I get Classic what you're Classic <laughs> I do I love that you compare me to Serena. I, I don't see myself in that light, but I would love to see myself in a nice blonde mane like that and then just crushing it with the princess. <laughs> hey, you, you could grow it out. You could grow the blonde mane. <laughs> if it grow it out, then I had to start dating the princess. I don't know if I want to go Yeah, there. that's true. So, uh, Lily comes downstairs. Eleanor has arrived early to help set up. Uh, she's made Lily's name tag to say Lily Bess Humphrey. And Rufus is like, you know that Bess isn't Lily's middle name. But Eleanor said she was worried that no one would know who she was because there's not a lot of Humphreys hey, in the society pages. What a brutal burn That was Eleanor. almost joke of the episode. It was very close. Yeah. It, was, oh. it, was, it, was, it was winning at that time. An effortless takedown of Rufus, as as is often the case. Yes. And he just takes it. Like, it's like, you know what? Fair play. Fair play. The loser he is. And so Lily is just like holding on to Chuck's travel itinerary, bank statements, and credit card bills in her hand for some reason. And so Rufus grabs them. He's like, what, what is all this? And so she tells Rufus she thinks that Chuck might be in trouble. And Rufus is happy to hear that after what Chuck did. But uh, according to Lily, Chuck went to his usual <laughs> Again, it would be so funny if he's actually dead. <laughs> he's like, he deserves everything that's coming to him. Like, oh, jeez. Um. We find out that Chuck's credit card purchases consist of second-class train tickets and prepaid phones, so uh, clearly they think that it is not Chuck's purchases, and Lily is starting to really worry that something happened to him, and uh, Lily tells Rufus that for better or worse, Chuck is part of the family, and Rufus is like, no, 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 your family, not ours, and after the choices he's made, Chuck deserves whatever is coming to him, which Rufus seems... did Rufus know about the initial thing with uh, with Chuck and Jenny? Because I, I was going to say, Rufus seems way more mad about the consensual sex that they had than the than the uh, non-consensual sexual misconduct in season one. But now I'm yeah. thinking that maybe Rufus never found out about that. Yeah, maybe he didn't. I don't know. He, he, I, don't I, think, I don't think he likes uh, the deflowering of his daughter, though. Yeah, definitely not a fan of that. Um, if he hasn't spoken to Dan, which would be my guess, would be like Dan would say something. But since we, he's right. been MIA, um, and by the way, how hard did you laugh at second class train tickets? We call them coach. Yeah, <laughs> second class. He's buying those peasant train tickets. <laughs> so he's taking um, a steamship to America. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor overhears the name Chuck, and she's like, "Oh, Blair won't even tell me what happened with them." And so Lily quickly changes the subject by telling Eleanor, "Isn't it great that their girls will be at Columbia together this year?" And Eleanor's like, "I didn't even know Serena applied," which neither did anyone else watching this show. So Eleanor, did, maybe did Chuck apply? for her like he does for everybody yeah, else Chuck's, <laughs> Chuck's just applying to college for everyone one last bit of revenge <laughs> I'll say I do like Eleanor friend. and Lily hanging out we, we, need, we need these two yeah. hanging out yeah. a little bit more the yeah, older version of Blair and Serena. I mean yeah. yeah their daughters have been friends for their whole lives so yeah. uh Nate's new friend is also at this event for some reason. Turns out her name is Juliet, and she is hard at work meeting Willy Wong, another person who I did not know who he was, but he is someone apparently. Uh, like I said, a lot of random cameos in this episode of people who I don't know. Um, we see uh, the man, uh, just to throw out in the scene, there was somebody in another dumb hat, and maybe it could have been him. I don't believe he was wearing a hat from what I remember. Uh, okay. But... He, Willy Wong is so he's so lucky his last name isn't Wang, because that, that's two names for penis if it is the case. <laughs> So close. <laughs> His name is very close to Willy Wonka. That's what I thought. Right? Oh. I thought you were going to say that. I was like, that's not who we saw. We didn't see anybody <laughs> so do a somersault into the that, building. Of course we got that Willy Wonka cameo, whoever that may be. I've never heard of this man in my life. Apparently he is the heir to some kind of candy company or something. I, I don't know what happened. Um, we go to the double date. The Frenchmen are telling some funny story about blue jeans. And Serena is eating it up. But Blair is not impressed. She knows how important it is to be well-dressed. I mean, it's like, <laughs> men's formal wear hasn't changed in over 100 years. And it's not just a symbol of class. Owning a tuxedo shows the world that a man has enough means to marry and provide a future for his family. I mean, she's passionate about it. <laughs> this is what yeah. she loves. Unfortunately, I guess I don't have the means to do all that because I do not own a tuxedo. I do not either. 
rent. Not even a suit. Rent, rent, rent. Well, oh, our, yeah. our girl shows us later on. It, like, um, rent the runway is is the way to go. Of course. That's true. Uh, but plug. There was some, <laughs> some great product placement this episode, which you know that I'm a fan of. Oh uh, yeah, last, I, love I once placement. got vitamin water, and now I'm getting Fashions Night Out, and I'm we getting have, Rent the Runway. We have the ne- and we have the next uh, yeah in the line of great fashion, uh, not fashion, but uh, product placement such as uh, vitamin water and Bing. We had plenty of great product placement in this in this episode and um so <laughs> as soon as blair leaves serena <laughs> serena asks who wants a bite of her dessert and starts eating from blair's plate <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so random now so, has this ever happened uh, to you i got up and, and people have started eating from my plate Something you know what it. yeah you know what comes to mind this pissed me off so much i i got i, I used to get uh chicken joe's back in the day uh it uh in Albany and I would get my own order because I, I would want like when you split stuff with people you know it, you never get as much as you want I would right. I want my own order for this this is what I want I know exactly what so I you want can control the I exact don't know if, portion of yourself yeah, yeah. I don't know if I this was during my vegetarian era so I was uh, getting something specifically that I would want I don't quite remember that but I get this thing and so uh, I get my food I bring it in then Troy knocks on the door or texts me that he, he's, uh, he's at, at the apartment so I go to let him in I come back in and two of my six mac and cheese balls oh, are gone. Oh, you motherfucker. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I got, and it's not like, I can't, it, we're not like sitting in a Taco Bell or sitting in a Chicken Joe's where I can just go up to the right. counter and order another one. I'd have to place another order for delivery for, you can't just get two mac and cheese balls. So I'm like, are you, I wanted six mac and cheese balls. Now I only have four of them. I was like, who the fuck did this? And it was fucking Sanchez. And he took, I was so. I think it's it, funny. Like, That's annoying. That, like, that, yeah. And that, he started, he like legitimately ruined my life. And I got mad. At, I unfairly got mad at Troy. I was like, Troy, this is oh. a fucking setup. You. You had me let you in so that Sanchez would steal. And Troy's like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I just needed to get let into the building. No, I was like, no, I know that you two, you and Sanchez are thick as thieves. I know you were in on this. You guys are all dead to me. And so I took, I, I threw a fit and I, I took I would have too. I mean, this remaining. fucking, the sheer entitlement is just, that, I that's, took what, that's, that's, that's bullshit. I know. I took what was remaining of my meal and just brought it into my room, locked the door and just ate it on my bed so that no one could steal anything else. Like I'm I, pissed at Sanchez. Next I, time I see Sanchez, I'm going to bring this up to him. <laughs> Some alcohol was definitely in play here, which has <laughs> exacerbated me sure, being sure. so much more upset. But I would have been pissed even if I was stone cold sober like that. It was not for the group, especially that's a food. small amount already. Like half, of, like six of them is not a large amount. To, to take a third of it, it's just really I know ridiculous. I know. But I, I brought, yeah. I brought it up just because um, this has happened to Nicole twice with the same offender. Uh, my super senior year, or oh. I, do you remember my my roommate Evan, tall guy? Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe not. He's not really important. Maybe not. But he yeah. <laughs> he's famous for assuming everything was shareable, and there was a oh time my we. God, I hate that. First off, uh, we went to like I guess not. It wasn't like a brunch place, but we went to go get breakfast at lunchtime, and we went to this place to get, and got egg sandwiches. And then um, Evan didn't get an egg sandwich; he got something else. And he looks in the cold sandwich, like, "Hey, can I have a bite of your sandwich?" And goes and no! like, starts to grab it, and she's like, "You mean this? Like my sandwich? We're gonna share. Like, sandwiches are not very shareable." And he also invited himself to this trip when he heard where we were going. He's, he's like, oh, where are you guys going? I'm like, oh, breakfast. He's like, fuck it, I'll come. Which is a famous Evan line, too, by the way. He'd always say, fuck it, I'll come. Like, no, that's not how <laughs> this works. He's also when I... Check the I, I, captions. Yeah. <laughs> Check the on that one. There has been a time where I made um, tikka masala at home, which is just like kind of like a, an Indian like red sauce, sort of. And I bought like naan from the grocery store. And it sees us eating this at the, the one, like the two-seat kitchen table we had in the... In the the apartment mm-hmm. and just rips off a piece of the knot and just dunks it in the coals <laughs> bowl. 
Oh my god! <laughs> and I it was like, mm, "This is really good." Like, "Oh yeah, great, make your own." I hate if you if you ever go to a restaurant with someone and they're like doing the thing where like, "Oh, I'll get this and you get this," and then we could like split. Like, no, we do like no, half no. and half. Like, no, I know what I want. That like I if you if you can't decide between things on the menu, right. you get them both or you leave me out of it. Like I, I get <laughs> it. Like if if I can't decide between two things, I will get them both and yeah. I will bring I will bring the Save leftovers home later. if I yeah. don't finish. I, I don't need to I don't need to do a sample testing a taste testing here. Where anyway, that's neither here. You really got me ran. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I did. <laughs> Blair, Blair's on the phone. Eleanor can immediately tell that Blair is irritated and asks if she's okay. And she's like, why does everyone keep asking me that? So what if Zarina always gets the prince and I get the pauper? Being jealous of her is totally constant, and I've moved on. So again, I get where she's coming from. Just the fact that it's once again Serena getting everything that she wants sucks. She is handling it the best she can. But then, of course, Eleanor immediately lets it slip that Serena is going to Columbia. So now Blair knows that Serena is going to be stealing her dreams in college as well. And all bets are off, which... Why did Eleanor even call Blair? She just calls Blair, lets it slip that Serena's going to Columbia, and then that's the conversation. Yeah, sometimes she called her to tell tell her that. (laughs) Hey, Blair, can't wait for you to go to Columbia with Serena. Okay, bye. And it is frustrating to see because Blair is the kind of person, she's this beautiful queen in Paris and in her element, and she could have whatever she wants, and she just keeps getting in her own way with these feelings of jealousy. It's it's just a shame. She had... She had the fairy tale in front of her, and yeah. she like ruined it because right. of, because of her insecurities. Um, so Juliet is now talking with the the only cameo that I did recognize, of course, uh, the the famous Carly Kloss, who is uh, most famous in my mind for secretly dating Taylor Swift. Uh, before, but this is this was the before the Kaler friendship slash romance started. Uh, I have been. Uh, is that confirmed or is that a rumor? Uh, I am deep into the conspiracy theory uh-huh. that uh, that Taylor and Carly, uh, when I they were best friends, were actually her. secretly. Yeah. I was really into that. I was hoping dating. that was true. And wasn't that like tied to like the Betty thing? People thought Betty was about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of conspiracies about many of her songs actually being about Carly. And right. uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of evidence. I am. I am deep on these Reddit threads, going through, piecing through all of them. And I, I, I mean, that would make her a much more interesting person. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to it. Then the the classic uh, Kaler shippers are, okay. are out there. But uh, this was before the the they uh, met. I believe they met in. I believe they started being friends in like 2012 or something, but okay. yeah. So uh, I was I was excited slash uh, I, I guess not excited if they if they had a rough breakup that to see Carly. Well, I guess I this also would have been during the run of her current boyfriend, so that would be, that would fuck up the timeline a little bit. Yeah. So, um, Nate. Nate, uh, Nate's going to come to the event here. Uh, Carly doesn't have a lot to do. Carly Claus, her only role is to ask where Eleanor is, and then she goes on her way. So just a very small cameo. <laughs> um, Nate comes to the event. Juliet is surprised to see him, and uh, Nate finally gets her name by reading her name tag. And he asks what she's doing here, and Juliet says that she's volunteering. She worked this event last year. Uh, I don't remember this event happening last year, but I guess Juliet was there for it. And uh, Lily comes over and is very happy that Nathaniel got here so fast. She whisks him away from Juliet and asks him to take a look at Charles's papers to see if there's anything he can find that Lily hasn't, but steer clear of Rufus. Which, again, Mel, to your point, like, the calls that she's making are to Serena and to Nate and not to any private investigators. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think when, when Bruce Kaplan told her to make some calls, she didn't mean call some teenagers <laughs> to get down here and try to bust this case. These are the most irresponsible teenagers you've met. <laughs> yeah, those are the, right, the like, yeah, let's rely on them, all these liars. Nate, thank God you're here. <laughs> the only thing I can say now is that perhaps if the mortgage hasn't been paid since May, Andrew Tyler has a retainer that's building up, hasn't been paid. Mm, He's yeah. not allowed. Oh, okay. This is my. This is gonna be, be my justification. That said, yeah. wouldn't she have her own at this point? Bart had, you know, Bart had Andrew Tyler, right. but he must totally. have had others. Yeah, it should be a family right. one. So come on. 
uh, back to the date. There, there's a random girl in Blair's seat now, and Serena tells Blair to come meet uh, Lou Delon. De- 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 I don't know how to pronounce this French this French woman. She's apparently a French singer. So again, uh-huh. just, I don't. They really just she jam- just, she I don't just know sat the, down with them. Yeah, I don't know Love what that. the budget was for this episode, but they're like, let's get to more people, baby. <laughs> like, and so I mean, uh, these French freaks can't be that expensive. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sure she's. I'm, she, I'm sure she has a Katy Perry-esque career in yeah, France. Yeah, right. So, and Blair says that uh, maybe you can ask her to be your new best friend because I'm done. Have fun on my date. Which, amen, Blair. You tell her. So, um, Georgina shows up to the event and uh, someone asks if they can get her name, and she just simply says no and keeps walking. Uh, Nate and Lily see Georgina, and Nate's like, "Oh God, th- this is not good." <laughs> Never good. <laughs> I love that Georgina finishes her drink, finds a waiter, and tells him that he has 15 seconds to top her off, or he's fired. Which I love that Georgina just assumes she has firing abilities at Lily's event. This this whole sequence is my joke of the episode. Mostly when uh, they ask her her name, like, "Oh, are you in the list? Like, what's your name?" And she says, "No." No. Yeah, that was that's really good. That is, that is also really good. she also says, "I didn't want to make a scene." And it's like, I have no idea what any of these actions would not be making a scene. <laughs> Only thing she knows how to do is make a scene. I wouldn't want to make a scene, but uh, also you're fired if you don't if you don't top me off in 15 seconds. And so, uh, Nate tries to take her aside. Georgina says she doesn't like vanilla, and Nate asks if Dan knows she's here. And Lily's like, "Why would Dan know?" So seems like we're we're about Um, to spill um, the secret. Yes, Uh, Georgina calls Dan. She tells Dan that she went for a walk across the bridge because the time everyone met, and she puts Rufus on the phone to talk with his son. And so Dan apologizes, says that he wanted to tell him, but Rufus does not know what he's talking about, and. Then Rufus sees Georgina holding a baby and asks, whose baby is that? To which Georgina responds, here you go, Grandpa. And Amazing. wearing, of course, the iconic skull cap. Rufus was wearing it also, be... in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Rufus might be more mad about the dumb hat than he is about what he is apparently has a grandson. Uh, Dan was waiting for the crazy shoe to drop. And, and it looks like, I mean, if it hadn't already, it definitely has it now. Is. And you can see the terror on Dan's face, which is why he should have come clean about this months ago. And so... Rufus finds out that he has a grandson and is trying to get Dan's attention on the phone, but Dan has left the conversation, and uh, Gossip Girl says in voiceover, looks like Lonely Boy has a baby boy. So uh, <laughs> should we change our name to the baby boys? I think for the re- remainder of the season, I think that's yeah. probably best. Welcome welcome to the baby to another episode of the baby no, we gotta, boys. We've got to say like a baby. Like, welcome to the baby boy. <laughs> I'm Whoa. baby Matt, and this is baby cream. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Dr. Wava so queen. I will not be speaking like that. Uh, <laughs> not happening. I'm sorry, Brendan. I can't commit to the bit. That, that All right, much. next season. Next season. All right, fine. Um, Lily's kicking everyone out of the party. She apologizes. Uh, she tells him Eleanor's more than happy to continue the party at her place. Uh, Eleanor is smiling to all the guests, but under her breath, she's like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is Georgina here with a baby? And so, uh, Lily's Everybody's like, calling oh, my first and last name, too. Even Eleanor. <laughs> yeah. Georgina Sparks. I'm surprised that... Yeah, I'm surprised that Eleanor knew who Georgina was, right. I, considering uh, how, how absent Eleanor usually is. Famously crazy. Yeah, and so uh, uh, Rufus and Lily find Dan before he can get to Georgina. Ruf- Rufus is begging Dan to tell him that this is just another one of Georgina's ridiculous schemes, and that's exactly what Dan should be assuming as well, but yeah. uh, Lily Lily tells him to talk in Serena's room, so they head over there. I I, I, I just still still don't understand what's going on here. Well, so. Rufus is the wise one, you know. Something's yeah, up. it's crazy. Yeah. Well, when Rufus and Vanessa are the ones talking sense into Dan, like something has gone wrong. I at this point in the episode, I was watching and I just thought, is Rufus going to be my MVP? Because only two people have learned. Yeah, you know, right. uh, he is—he's certainly on the short list for me. Just to, just to, uh, you know, potentially spoil a little for who my MVP candidates are. Um, 
Nate finds Juliet. He apologizes that all the drama ruined her luncheon and then tells her that uh, his life has been pretty drama-free these days, in case she was wondering. So at that very moment, Nate gets a call from Empire Security, and it turns out there is an emergency in his suite. Was that? And he asked, Chuck's what kind dead? Of emergency? emergency? Yeah. Oh, no. Just Rock Band 3? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we found Chuck dead in your, your suite. <laughs> he asked what kind of emergency. You can hear a bunch of girls like screaming at each other. Something's going on in the background. Uh, more on that later, because first, uh, Serena finds Blair sitting by herself at the fountain, and Serena asks Blair what's wrong, and Blair tells her that you can have the left bank, I want the right. Every cleavage-bearing blason, I don't know how to pronounce that word, that French word, and cute bartender is yours, but I want a dress from Dior, and I want a date with a royal, and I want to go to school and take classes and have friends without living in your shadow for the next three years, which... Obviously, again, Blair does not have the right to tell Serena where she can and can't go to college, but this literally came out of nowhere. We have no idea why Serena is doing this, and she didn't tell her about it. So it's like, it's kind of natural that Blair feels this way. And Serena just replies, you heard about Columbia, which very astute from Serena. <laughs> very good. Very good, Serena. Uh, well, yeah, I, and her, she'd be like, well, did you just heard about it too? Like, what did you decide to even do this? This is, this is new yeah. to you. I mean, am I on an island here? Were you guys on Blair's side at all here? Half and half. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. I will say I'm on her side about the Columbia thing. Okay. I'm not right. on her side about her classist ways with Louis. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That, I guess it, it was hard. It was a, it, so it was a little contradiction of the episode. Yes. Yeah, it, that, it's hard because no, like, this is what there. we are. We come to. I, I'm always disappointed right. when I remember this about her, but like, but this is who she is. And I just have to accept that. It's, it's part of her funny quirks. I, I have to accept it more yeah. as a, a joke than like, I'm never gonna be friends with this blair person so i just like you know what we wouldn't get along but i could admire her from afar yeah that's fair that's that's the point of her character right. i think and so uh georgina and lily georgina asks lily if she wants to hold the baby uh she says she knows she has a flair for the dramatic but she didn't know what else to do she didn't want to spring the baby news on everyone like this which uh, of course she did and like lily <laughs> lily sees right through this bullshit yeah. and she's like oh please you're loving every second of this <laughs> and like Jordina tells Lily, I know you think I'm crazy, that I'm a schemer and a liar and pathologically selfish, and that's true. And then, <laughs> then she, Amazing. Then she, and then she clarifies that at least it was true until Milo was born. And so she's like, I understand if you hate me, but please don't hate Milo. He deserves to be loved. And uh, who has more love than Lily and Rufus? Which okay, whatever you say, Georgina. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, Lily at this point, has, I'm starting to think this is not even a real baby. <laughs> I'm starting to think it's a robot or a bomb of or some sort. A bomb. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's it. She sets Milo down. That's why she runs out. Yeah, she does. Six yeah. So, um, Rufus charges in. He's like, Dan hasn't taken a paternity test. So uh, it, might, it might not be his kid. No one touch that kid. It might not be Dan's. <laughs> might be a bomb. <laughs> it might be a bomb. We still don't know. We don't have the test. So, uh, Georgina's like, yeah, Dan didn't do a paternity test, but I did. And she hands over the results. She's like... Dan, I wanted you to love Milo because you wanted to, not because you had to. Oh. But if it's come to this, then so be it. Which, that's not really how parenting works. No. Like, what do you mean? I wanted you to be a parent to this kid because you wanted to be, not Are, because you actually were the parent. And we're going to trust this? Like, we learned not to trust this from Chuck's mom. You can't let them, yeah. this person, the crazy person, control the test. On Gossip Girl, we live in a world where results can very easily be faked. So yeah. Rufus is, is very smartly not taking her word for it. Yeah, even when it's, like, quote-unquote confirmed, Rufus is like, yeah, I don't believe it. Doesn't like, mean anything. Thank God. No. Like, I actually watch the show that we're all on. Like, I, <laughs> I know what's going on here. Also, how did Dan and Georgina both afford to feed that baby? Because Dan has no job. Famously, couldn't pay to go to college that much. Had to be oh, a, a right. cater waiter. Like, I, I don't point. understand. This whole storyline is atrocious. Yeah, you, you would think if, she, if she, her whole plot here, maybe like, so far, seemingly is to be that she wants to give this baby to like a 
wealthy family? Uh, right. Why did she wait so long to tell him about yeah. it? The people that actually have the funds. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand. Like, the reason she eventually... Okay, so they're clearly not getting help by either of the parents. So, I again, yeah, we don't know how they're affording this baby, but... The only reason she ends up telling the parents is because she gets pushed into it by the Russians. When the Russians like, you have one, one day. And so apparently she needs to get Dan to sign the birth certificate by that day, apparently. So now she goes rogue and tells the parents. But until then, she was just like letting them live in squalor and like not doing anything about this. And just, I, I don't understand what the game plan is. Maybe we will learn more about it in the weeks to come. But but who knows with Gossip Girl? We I think we, we are reaching the era of Gossip Girl where it's like, no wrong answer in brainstorming anything the writer's room suggests is going in the episode I mean, so, I, another possible theory is that this baby's a spy and they want the baby in there early yeah I don't, I don't know. spy yeah like this is i think around the era of when the americans <laughs> exactly. maybe started on fx and they were like we have to get on the americans train maybe so uh, Serena is apologizing to Blair. She knows that Blair wants to do her own thing, but Columbia isn't hers. It just I mean, just the way she's telling her, she does seem a little patronizing. She's like, hey, Columbia's not yours. My dad went to med school there. And, like, apparently he's the one that convinced Serena to apply. Of course, this is a Dr. Billy uh, thing again with course. Serena. Oh. Of course. And, like, this would have been a good speech to come to with Blair before she applied to Columbia. That was, it, I was about it, to say that, could, too. Like, maybe talk to her, like, hey, I'm thinking about applying here. Would that bother you? Yeah. It, it could have given Blair some time to cope with this. They could have talked it out then. But, of course, Serena did things in the least logical way possible. And it's going to pretend like none of it is her fault. She's going to be like, oh, Blair, you, you can't get mad at me for wanting to go to Columbia. Uh, like, you can't just plead ignorance here. There's a reason you didn't want to tell Blair. Like, you knew how this would make Blair feel. So, like... And she's like, I don't want to live this, leave the city. I want to be with my family and friends and with Blair. And Blair, Blair's had it with her. She's like, oh, lucky me. I love how it's never occurred to you that someone might not want to see you every day. And she's like, yeah, so someone, sure, probably lots of people, but not my best friend. And uh, she's right. Like, once Blair gets over this betrayal, she's going to be happy that uh, she gets to keep seeing Serena every day. I, she probably would have ended up missing her. But, like, in this moment, like, you, you can't just act like you're the good guy here, Serena. Yeah, no, yeah I'm totally with you. Thank you. 100%. Thank you. It feels Lockstep. good to hear. And Bla Blair tells Serena she needs a chance to succeed on her own. Last year was the worst year of her life with NYU and then with Chuck. And Serena's like, it was a bad year for me too. You know, I, I fell for a married man. Uh, I got in a major car accident. I fought with my mom. Uh, th then there was my dad. I got a dad. Like, and he was so, trying to kill so, my mom so, or give her cancer. So, <laughs> so who had the worst year here? I, I feel like most of Serena's troubles were her own doing, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Like, I fell for a married man. Like, yeah, Serena, we all told you not to do that. Like, right. that was on you. And then that same married man was the one who got you in that car accident. So, <laughs> Your fault again. Sorry, Serena. Sorry, sorry that doesn't compete with uh, Blair getting sold into sex trafficking last year. <laughs> Not so, quite. Blair, Blair's like, fine, stay in the city, just go to a different school. And Serena's like, listen, I want to make you happy, but college is too big of a deal. Which, again, what a change it of tune from last season. Yeah. Last, year, last year, college did not matter. She didn't want to go. Now she's like, this is college, Blair. I have to go to Columbia. And if you're getting into Columbia, you could probably have gotten in any other like city college literally anywhere that was prestigious yeah. as well go to nyu hey, what, what, what about what about columbia that like why do you need to be there are you gonna, you gonna exactly. be a doctor that's like what, your dad i don't think so serena sorry that's what i don't get yeah that's what i don't get that's why i was that's why i was on on blair's side here so uh serena tells blair she's going to columbia they can talk about it tomorrow but right now there's two very handsome frenchmen waiting for them uh you know really really throwing that back in blair's face and so are they blair handsome tells serena yeah they're all right middle of the road yeah all right i'm with you and so blair blair tells uh blair tells 
Serena that actually both of the guys like me. And uh, she's going to go back in there by herself. She's going to come up with an excuse for why <laughs> Serena had to go. Like, you tripped and fell in the fountain. And Serena's like, no one would believe that. And Claire just goes, want to bet? Classic. And pushes her into the fountain. Simply amazing. Classic. When we get this fountain so scene, I'm like, oh, we're going to get like a, a throwback to season one and get like a raining kiss scene again? Yeah, yeah. Um, not quite. Not quite. Just it, as wet, I mean, though. This was, this for was one great, person. though. I, yeah, she just, you were talking about you were just as wet as you were. In yeah, the, I'm, I'm the one person. In the, in the, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the scene in which Blair pushed Serena in the fountain was included in Buddy TV's Ten Favorite Cat Fights on Television. Whoa! So congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to this to this iconic scene for uh, getting in the yes. famous, of course, Buddy TV's Ten Favorite Cat Fights. And I did just update that list uh, after watching this episode. Yeah, oh, that was your list. <laughs> yes, your buddy. of course, I'm Buddy. I'm Buddy, Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's on the phone with the doctor and the doctor confirmed the results and Rufus is still the one saying doesn't mean anything like I completely agree having I'm a kid Rufus. Is Why? Having a kid what is, is happening I don't know having a kid is a huge deal and you really can't trust Georgina Dan needs to take his own paternity test with his own doctor and then go from there what is he doing I, I, I don't know I, I, maybe he had too much Chinese food yeah, it could be it. Yeah, maybe the sodium. Chinese food went bad, and he's really he's like had some kind of maybe. food poisoning here. Uh, Rufus tells Dan that they're taking their own tests, but Dan like Dan stopped him. Like I don't know what the harm in taking their own tests would be. Dan's like, listen, Dad, the dates line up. He's like, I thought we were being careful, but I can't say I didn't sleep with her. Like, what does that even mean? He thought he was being careful. Was he being careful or not? Did he have a condom on or not? I think he's saying they did have a condom on, but did did it break? I don't know. That's what it kind of sounds like, where he's like, I thought we were being careful. Well, if you you were using protection, then this should be even more sketchy. Right. Also, I did do the map. And again, I really, how deep I went, I did consider almost looking what would have been. You have a Juliet-esque corkboard hanging up in your room right now. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) I really was like, when would class have started at NYU in 2009? Because if they started like an early, I always took it that they probably hooked up like the first week or two of college, which sure. to me would have been September. Right, this right. baby would have been conceived based on the birth date. I looked it up. Uh, would have been conceived in like early-ish October. It, definitely possible. They but also, smushing you got to check. Point. Exactly. Yeah. They listen, the date lined up. What, what more proof do you need? And so, That's true. Um, Rufus is like, why didn't you come to me when Georgina first showed up and Dan's like oh because of the way you reacted when uh, I, I had that scare with Serena and so, also Dan didn't know if he could handle the truth himself so uh, Dan said he had to see this through uh, he couldn't have Georgina raise the baby without him and uh, Rufus tells Dan that he may get angry or protective but he'll always be there for him and that's what it means to be a father so nice yeah. that Rufus feels this way about one of his kids while the other one uh, his go-to movie shipped her, off. her and sent her to yeah. Dodson to live with her mother <laughs> that that not 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 so much. He's like, listen, I, Jenny's another story. With you, I will always be your. I favorite. love you. <laughs> yeah, you're my favorite. I'm surprised he didn't bring her back when she got rid of the uh, the makeup. I thought he just got rid of her until she cleaned up her literal yeah, face. Once the makeup was gone, she, yeah. she could bring her back. So. Uh, Dan asks Georgina if she has the birth certificate. So Georgina gets it from her bag, and Dan signs it, and Georgina thanks him, and now I guess it's official. I guess that's how this works. This is officially Dan's kid now because he signed the birth certificate. And uh, Dan thanks Rufus, and they hug. Our uh, our resident Dilf has been promoted to resident Gilf. Do you think that – I love that, by the way. But do you, do you think you can do this with any person? Just like if you if you have the, the birth certificate vacant and you ask someone to like, oh, can you sign, can you sign this for me? Yeah. <laughs> you go to like, like can you Aaron sign Judge. This waiver, please? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he signed the birth certificate. He's legally the father now. I don't – this can't be how it works. I don't really, know. I mean, I, I know – 
I, I know I was, I'm being incredulous by this, but I, you guys are also uh, backing me up here that obviously this baby is not, is not Dan's. I don't think I'm, I'm spoiling no. anything no. When, when I say, like if this, even having never seen future episodes, if this baby did end up being Dan's, it would be such a surprise to everyone. And, and if it was, I, I don't want to watch Dan for three seasons at being a father. Be a, be a dad. Yeah. I don't want ruin to watch this that. For me. Yeah. They oh. can't go that direction. Yeah. So I, I think. I mean, at at a at very least in One Tree Hill, when they when the characters have a kid. Oh right, I forgot about that too. They, they do. They immediately do a four year time jump, so at least yeah. you don't have to deal with the with the baby with with a little baby in the in the, right. in the show. So I was appreciative of them for doing that at least. Um, Eight and Juliet go to the Empire. Uh, interesting that Juliet decided to just come with him. She's been a come with guy here, but I guess she had nothing better to do. And all the girls are just in Nate's room loudly playing Rock Band Three. Such a funny scene. I mean, Amazing. I would love it if I came home and I saw this. I mean, me too. I'll be so excited. I love it. This is a great emergency. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the guy it's was amazing. Thought, Nate would be excited. It's like you better come here quick. It's an emergency, and Nate would be pumped <laughs> up. Yeah, I mean, remember Serena playing guitar here when season one was one of my favorite scenes. So of I course know. I love this. They are they are all having the time of their lives. Uh, Nate asks what everyone is doing, and a girl who is in a dress and also randomly a bow tie asks Nate if he wants to play Rock Band three with them. Like I, this is some more great product placement. I love a good Rock Band three commercial in the yes. middle of a Gossip Girl episode. It really it's was so funny. It, it, it did it played out exactly how they would have their commercials on TV. The, the one thing yeah. I want to ask either of you, I don't know how familiar Mel is with with Rock Band, but do you? ever remember there being a, was it just for rock band three was the keytar like a new edition that's what i was that asking was they're like there's a keyboard we can make it a five piece that must have been a new thing for rock band three when i stopped playing i guess because yeah. i don't think this was on the original rock band nor was it on green day rock band which i always oh it's real 50 bucks at walmart it was uh i was a band hero so i don't know <laughs> what, what? They had on that one. wow yeah. that's Wow, different. I, I didn't know anyone was a. I I I know that Guitar Hero was a World thing. World Tour, I got. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, I just really wanted to play a Beautiful Soul on the drums. <laughs> and, and who could blame you? Yeah, that? exactly. <laughs> uh, Nate has lost control of his girls, and, and they have taken over. I, I mean, all things considered, this is pretty tame to what could be happening. Like, yeah. hey. love the girl who walks in with a fedora and tie and just starts dancing. Yep, <laughs> not a dumb hat. <laughs> they really had quite the hat budget in, in this one. And I do, I did. There is one hat we did miss, which is when we did meet Baby Milo for the first time. He was also wearing a dumb hat then. Yes, of, of, so of, dumb. It was a simple. It was a simple dumb hat, but I just want to keep track because I do oh, yeah. have a dumb hat count. A dumb hat, nonetheless. Yeah. So okay, yeah. great. Can't wait to get to that count. So, um, Juliet asked Nate what Chuck would do in this situation, and Nate's like, Chuck would not be in this situation. So, again, <laughs> more questions about this. These girls from the Little Black Book. They're all aware of each other and know that they're all sleeping with the same guy and they just like all hang out at the same hotel like Nate is the bachelor or something. I'm so lost on how this works. I guess they know whoever is calling them from the black book. They know he's got money. They could just kind of use hey, apparently, the guy. They, they obviously got in touch to set up this rock band play date. So they were like, oh, yeah. are you in the black book? I'm in the black book, too. Oh, so you're sleeping with Nate, too. All right. Let's all get like, I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> what is happening. Have they just never left. Like one comes and then it's just one he's comes. like, all right. Yeah. Another, and then they just all live there. Yeah. I mean, it's a. A big hotel room, right? I, have I no need idea. to know the origin of the black. I need a Gossip Girl prequel about. I, maybe I don't yeah. actually, but yeah. I have yeah. so many questions. So, Juliet tells Nate that when he's ready to talk about what really got him to this place, to give her a call, and she gives Nate her number. So all it took was uh, the rock band debacle for Nate to score a number. I don't know how that she, was. I, what what did it for her? I think secretly she was like, "Oh, I didn't know you had Rock Band three. Here's my number. You, you call me. You <laughs> call me when you want to hang out." <laughs> That's what she should have said. So. <laughs> 
Uh, Lily talks to Dan. She says he's a natural with the baby. And uh, Dan asks Lily if she's talked to Serena. Lily turns it right around on uh, on Dan. She she knows something was going on between them before she left. But also she's guessing that Dan hasn't had much time to talk with Serena since the baby. So Dan's like, listen, there's nothing to figure out at this point because Serena's not going to want to be uh, a stepmom. So uh, Dan feels like he's already sealed his fate. And he again, he has to ask Lily not to tell Serena about yeah. this when she talks to her because he wants to be the one to break the news because we've all seen how good Dan is with telling people <laughs> right. about this. I, I, I know never gonna know. I know we're okay with the step sibling thing, but it is funny to hear the, like, the mother say, "Like, hey, son, um, have you started trying to date my daughter yet?" <laughs> like her promoting also, it is funny. Serena absolutely is gonna be someone's stepmom. Like I see Serena <laughs> marrying stepmom. like a guy twenty years older. He's got a kid or two. She's Honestly, total stepmom. Yeah, yes. Serena does have stepmom vibes already for for sure. She's yeah. like. The, the the young hot stepmom that moves in uh, absolutely um so dan asks lily if serena's having a good time and lily's like hey it's paris i'm sure she's having the time of her life and we cut to blair back on her date uh sans serena and we, we get some more comedy here in this episode where blair's like ah oh, i know jean michel we all love serena but she's just clumsy like that it must be all those long limbs <laughs> i think that was my joke long of the episode. Limbs. That's, i think, <laughs> I wrote, I think that I wrote that one down that more than anything else it's so good <laughs> we all love L- serena but she's just got those long limbs she's already fallen everywhere <laughs> she does have long limbs uh, then he, <laughs> yeah but then here comes serena she walks into the restaurant sopping wet much like brendan was when he was watching this episode and <laughs> my hair got wet says, too. <laughs> says that blair happened and asked john michelle to walk her home uh, definitely a fun moment i feel like they could have made this funnier with just like him walking in look her like walking in looking more of a mess but uh I, 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 w- I was prepared for, for Serena just, like, walk in and make a scene with her, like, really just sopping clothes. But uh, it, she was pretty uh, pretty pretty tame compared to what I think it could have been. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that she wasn't wet enough for you in this scene. That's, <laughs> that's not how I phrased it. Okay. <laughs> I just think she should have been more disheveled. You wanted her uh, Georgina to spread more water around? Yeah, yeah. She had okay. too many clothes on. That was, that was the problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, Blair... Uh, Blair, Blair protests, but Louis is now happy to have Blair to himself. Uh, Blair has other ideas, though. She says that she's tired. Maybe it's time to go home. Uh, but so Louis finally drops the act. His uh, his friend thought he was being overcautious, but it turns out he wasn't. Louis is the royal. John michel is the driver. Wow. Extreme ways drop. Louis figured uh, with with the way Blair acted when she heard his name, maybe she was just in it to date a royal and not actually in it because she liked him. And uh, honestly, hard not to be results-oriented here, but it was the right play. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Brendan, w- was your mind blown at this reveal? I wouldn't say blown, but I was like, uh. oh, so a, 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 a slight gasp, a slight yeah. gasp. That, so, no, okay, that's a big gasp good, for me. Yeah, I'm not a good gasper. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Louis tells Blair that this happens sometimes, and when he saw Blair gla- gazing at his fam- favorite painting, he thought that someone who loved what he loved could one day love him too. Which, uh, poor, poor guy. And that's what she wanted. <laughs> she said that exact thing. I know. Uh. Her. I mean, hard to feel bad for her, but also poor Blair, who had her literal fairy tale ending right in front of her, and she just blew it. She blew it. She she lost sight of things. She got too jealous of Serena, and she she blew her opportunity. Yeah, I think she forgot that she can like people for their personality because she she she's I mean, not, She's not only done it once. Not if they're not if they're a driver. Right, of course not. Ugh, that was crazy. Um, it was the hat. Yeah. She it was, it was the hat. She's can't blame her. She she's saying that it's fate, but uh, Louis gets up and leaves her. You know, as, as he should. I mean, he was completely right about. She should have yelled that too. She's like, it, it, it wasn't that your driver. It was just the hat. It was just the it hat. was your hat. <laughs> It was your hat. <laughs> <laughs> she goes full Seinfeld. In the <laughs> it was a hat. <laughs> it was your hat. <laughs> so, He's a hatter. 
<laughs> He's a hatter. He wears a hat. <laughs> Dan is uh, sleeping with little Milo here, and Georgina answers the phone. It's Vanessa, and as soon as Georgina hears that it's Vanessa, she starts being a bitch and tries to get off the phone, which completely understandable by Georgina. <laughs> so, and Vanessa just wants to let Dan know that she's here if he needs to talk, and uh, she's his friend and always will be, which this is so weird because they never even really had a breakup. They, they were dating. She went to Haiti. He kind of cheated on her. They never really talked about it. And then Georgina just shows up and Dan ghosts Vanessa. And then Vanessa finally returns and it's just assumed, I guess, they're broken up now, which, again, it's just really weird writing. But, like, it's what weird. else is new for but, this episode? Yeah, I mean, now? I guess if you if you were in Vanessa's shoes and you saw Dan with a baby, I would kind of just assume it. Well, yeah, now it's, it was kind of rocky and now it's definitely over. <laughs> you still have to have that breakup talk, I think. It's just so strange where they just go back to being friends without ever actually breaking up. Yeah, you do but- say something. Wasn't the, if I recall in the finale, wasn't like the last thing that he tried to reach out to her and she wouldn't email him back. So I think I kind of always just assumed that at that point they were over. Like she was so pissed about him kissing Serena. Right. But I think they're so close that you would think they would at least talk about it a little bit. Even if, yeah, it is weird that Vanessa just like wouldn't answer him as well. I don't know. You'd think a conversation would happen at some point, but um, so Georgina tells Dan that she'll let him know, and Vanessa tells her, uh, just in case you don't, I I left the same thing on his voicemail, and Georgina responds, you know me too well, friend. (laughs) Um... (laughs) A good move from Vanessa, but also a bad move telling Georgina that because that opens up the possibility of Georgina just like deleting the message That's what before I she leaves. Too. We yeah, don't okay. see her doing it, but like, why? Like, Vanessa just couldn't contain herself that she like had a good idea. She was like, <laughs> and just so you know, I, I'm too smart for you. I left it on his, on his cell phone as well. Like, yeah. okay, thanks for telling me. And that officially so. right there knocks her out of the MVP race. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, Georgina leaves a note to Dan. Stressed out, gone to spa, Georgina, and she leaves with all her packed bags. Is Georgina coming back? Um, not not for a while. <laughs> Maybe end of the season. <laughs> it's gonna be a very long spa weekend. When Vanessa yeah, Georgina's walks in, like bookends. When, yeah. When Vanessa walks in pregnant with Rufus's child, Rufus is gonna come out of the bedroom with Georgina. He'd just been sleeping with Georgina, and that's when she'll come oh back into God. the picture. Who isn't oh. Rufus sleeping with? <laughs> I know. it's the polo uh, it must be yeah (laughs) it's yuppie rufus everyone wants a piece now everyone wants a piece of the guilt everyone wants a piece of the piece uh serena is packing blair comes in and tells serena that if it's any consolation she totally imploded and ruined her date Uh, she obviously knows she fucked up now and so serena has called the airport a car is already on the way so not only did blair ruin her date but she's also ruined her little friendship uh friend trip friendship and friend trip i guess that that, uh, was was going so well up until now and uh Blair tells Serena, please don't go. She says, I don't care about dating a prince. I don't care about dating anyone, which, hmm, wonder why that is. <laughs> and she just says, I, I just care about dating you. I, I mean, <laughs> I just care about you. I, obviously, uh, love a good Blair Serena scene. So this is kind of saving the episode a little bit for me. Uh, Blair starts to cry a little. She continues, I really need my friend right now. I've been acting like I'm okay, but I'm not. And so Serena lets her guard down, and it looks like she's starting to feel for Blair again. And uh, Blair says, they say it's a broken heart. But I hurt in my whole body. I mean, what if I stay like this forever? What if I never get over Chuck? And she says the name Chuck, but I think she's really talking about Serena here. I, I, I'm reading Obviously. between the lines here. Yeah. yeah. It, it's obvious to me. So Serena tells Blair that she'll get over Chuck. And Blair replies that she just doesn't know what she'd do without you. She says, I'm scared if you come to Col- Columbia that I'll do something to destroy us. Like, I don't know, profess her true feelings for her? I mean, it's, it's all so obvious to yeah, me. Yeah, like what else what's, what's what's could happen besides that? That's the only and thing that could happen. I know. Break them and up. I was... Uh, I was reading this. This episode has its own Wikipedia page, and I was reading the reception to the episode. And Eric Adams of the AV Club wrote in his review: 
Chuck's survival and new life are set up to be the episode's big shocker, but I was taken by a different revelation. After Blair decided for the umpteenth time that she was tired of living in Serena's shadow, it dawned on me that the Serena-Blair relationship is the great central romance of Gossip Girl. Wow. So Eric Adams, also on board. Good to have you here. He realizes the, the true romance of the show, which is Serena and Blair. That's a real TV writer. <laughs> that is a real TV oh, writer, yes. Uh, of the AV Club fame. So... Serena tells Blair that she pushed her into a fountain tonight, and here they are talking about it like mature young woman, so that's a good sign. Uh, Serena being very forgiving right now, which is good for her, after being pushed in a fountain. Like, you know me. I get my mac and cheese bites stolen, and I'm I was, I'm, compa- I'm I was thinking about that. that in my head, too. I was like, I, 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 did you have a similar conversation with Sanchez after you settled down a little bit? <laughs> if I know Sanchez like I think I did, I do. Uh, he did, wasn't doing much apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Uh, famously, when Sanchez uh, tore DeRosa's ACL, uh, instead of apologizing, he told DeRosa, you should have ran, ran faster. faster. <laughs> never forget. So, not big on the apologies. <laughs> never never forget. And so, um, Blair asks, what if uh, Columbia is a disaster and they lose each other for good? But Serena counters with, what if it's amazing and we dot, 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 become closer than we've ever mm, been? What else, know, how much closer can you get? I don't know how they can become closer without dating each other. Without being up in each other's Georginas. <laughs> without being each if anyone ever used georgina as a pet name for people like i, I don't I, I think i just no, no, I, I, I said being up in each other's i guess oh being up in yeah, each other's it, georgina. I mean, okay. it's grosser than um, you thought thank um, you actually much yeah. much better okay. <laughs> <laughs> i can sleep tonight knowing that you said up in each other's georginas <laughs> i hope that's all you think about while you sleep <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Serena tells Blair to live dangerously, and she starts giggling, and just like that, she's in. Now now all Serena has to do is tell Dan and Nate that she'll be in the city next year, and Blair begins to spread the word herself by texting Gossip Girl. So now Serena can't change her mind because Gossip Girl hates being wrong. So Blair's in now. She's excited. She's in. She's at least—I don't know if this will last, but she's convinced herself, at least for now, that she's excited. Yes. And we'll, we'll see how that goes now uh, with Blair and Serena in school together again. And so— a gossip girl doing another voiceover about Serena going to Columbia. And as she does this, we see someone going through what is presumably Chuck's things while wearing gloves. And Nate's going to get this gossip girl blast that causes him to give Juliet Sharp a call. And Juliet answers the phone. Nate tells her that she was right. He was hurt by someone. He didn't think he'd have to see her again for a while. But it turns out she's coming back to New York and he's just not ready. And he was trying to send a message to her that he was having the time of his life, but he can't keep it up. He's exhausted. And he owes thousands of dollars in damages to the hotel which just for that rock band party or like it would this... do that that could have been so awful <laughs> what happened it's they just played rock band i don't know like <laughs> i didn't they didn't seem like they were being that debaucherous they were dancing playing rock band and they had like some bow ties and ties on they stole the hat that, it's yeah, expensive that, that hat. hat must have been a thousands of dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Juliet responds by asking him on a coffee date in 20 minutes because sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger. And uh, before we got this reveal at, in a couple of seconds, were we shipping Nate and Juliet potentially? Sure. I mean, we still we still it's could be fine. shipping them despite what whatever Juliet's getting up to here. Right. I, I guess I just like the idea of Nate maybe settling down again because I, I don't want to hear him talk about his promiscuous yes. life anymore. Yeah, we obviously have not gotten into the whole Juliet of it all yet, but I, I am definitely a Juliet fan, so I'm excited for, for the Nate and Juliet yeah. development. Yeah, I haven't um, gotten enough of her yet to like fully judge her, but she seems fine for now. Yeah, so Nate agrees, and Juliet hangs up, and we see her operation now. She has Gossip Girl pulled up on the computer. On the wall behind it, there's a huge detective-style corkboard with pictures and newspaper articles of, like, Nate and Serena, one of Chuck. There, there's mugshots of Serena. There's index cards. There's maps, all connected by strings of yarns, like she's a Charlie Day in that Always Sunny meme. Which, right. What is going on here? I don't know. I, I, I watched this, and I thought 
this was the Gossip Girl reveal. I thought this was like, oh, this is who it is. And I was like, okay. So that was a theory. People did theorize that this was maybe a hint right. to uh, that this is Gossip Girl. The only thing that stopped me from fully believing that was that it wasn't exciting enough for that to be the, the big drop. But it, right. it, the, the way that I didn't pause it, but the way the computer screen looked like it was like the place to input the official information yeah. that gets that becomes the blast. Uh, but that, that made me more confused about the the Charlie Day setup behind her because I feel like all the information gets sent to you. You don't need to really go looking for it. Right. So I don't know. That's true. That's true too. Maybe maybe just a red herring. Maybe Juliet is Gossip Girl. Who knows? Um, but um, this is all I, there. Oh, sorry. Oh, I did. I did pause to look at the board. And did you, what are your findings? And, and did you so, notice anything? One thing that I found two things that made me laugh. One, <laughs> that Nate that Nate actually has a study group Tuesdays five to seven. We know he's <laughs> <laughs> We know he doesn't go with that. It's just people teaching he calls it a study yeah. group. It's just people teaching him how to read. It's just people yeah. reading the textbook to him. The next girl's like name is I, Teresa. Yeah, it's like when you would go to, you would just go to the library to hang out, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, we've got a really fun group. Um, and then one really important Gossip Girl blast up on the board. One final dumb hat of the episode, oh, which is in an article. At the end of the article, it's cropped out a bit. It says, she'd never wear a hat like that. <laughs> wow. Actually, she would. I... I like screamed when I saw those that. are uh, those are tremendous findings. Great, yeah. great detective work. Uh, it on is the fun to read work. if you can like go through and there's some like it's like real minutia of knowing like people's class schedules and some of the articles and stuff. I should have done. You're that. not going to get mind blown, but yeah, I usually do. I I remember in like I think the season two finale when I paused on the entire uh, screen of Gossip Girl blast that got sent in to to Gossip Girl. We had some very fun findings there as well. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad you did because I definitely forgot to do that. Um, and it's all very exciting. I, if anyone like I had said, like a, one no, of these cork boards for us, like the Lonely Boys, trying to find out like, where we were or something, I think for my portion of it, it would just be like a, a thumbtack exactly on the dot of the map of where I am because I tell people my address on this podcast. <laughs> they already cracked you. <laughs> they already cracked for me, for me, it would say uh, potentially not wearing a shirt while recording. <laughs> right. Uh, <Yeah>. Not a <laughs> so, lot of strings. Uh, lo- love my girl Juliet uh, and her crazy conspiracy corkboard. So we, of course, we'll get more on that in the episodes to come. Uh, Lily gets a call from France. Lily and Rufus are uh, are very out of breath when she answers the phone. Did they just fuck? I think is they that just made their baby for the season. Oh, because oh. they're like they are out of breath when they answer the phone, and yeah. Lily starts panicking, asks if it's Serena, if she's okay. Rufus asks what's going on, and she tells him that a body washed up in Paris shot, and the identification they found says it's Charles Bass. Brendan, is Chuck dead? Uh, Chuck is not dead. <laughs> they really Again. don't let that. Uh, they really don't let that cliffhanger. Like no. you'd figured that would be the cliffhanger of the episode, but we reveal immediately that no, he is not dead. Right. So it, this information they're getting is so many months old at this point, too, which is yes. ridiculous that they're they, whoever got this info. Maybe Juliet got this info. <laughs> um, <laughs> but bad, bad intel. Yeah, so we finally see Chuck in this episode. It looks like he's out of it, and some random girl is treating his bullet wounds. Uh, while this is happening, we see flashbacks from when Chuck was a piece of shit. We're revisiting all of the terrible things he's done again as he's in severe pain and getting nursed back to health. He wakes up and asks the random girl where he is, and she just replies that he's safe. And he sees his wound has been wrapped up, and the girl asks him, who are you, what's your name? And a classic move, of course. He looks around to try to find something to read, to uh, fabricate a name. <laughs> a classic stumbles Brady on a Shakespeare move. play. A George yeah. Glass move. <laughs> he says, I'm George Glass. He, says, <laughs> he finds a Shakespeare play. He says his name is Henry Prince. Uh, and I get, like, 
why is he lying about his name? Like, why is, does he not remember his name? Does he feel the need to lie to this girl for some reason? I, I don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, I think, here, I think it's just he, in his nature just to kind of just keep to, things close to the vest. Yeah, first reaction is to lie, and yeah. then and then we'll go from there. He grabbed his ring, so I assumed he must have known. Right, right. he threw it off. He sure. was? Right, he drops his ring, and uh, we cut to this stranger and Chuck on a train, and Chuck has just woken up from uh, from his bad dream, it looks like, and now they're walking the street. They are also in Paris, and hmm. Ch- Chuck has a nice limp, like he's a friend of the pod, Dr. House, <laughs> and <laughs> this new girl tells Henry Prince that she, uh, he's having his dream again. She was hoping it wouldn't follow him when they left Prague, but uh, he has to dream again. Take as much time as you need, because her uncle said the apartment is all theirs. So what is this girl's deal? Why is she so invested in helping Chuck? I don't know. I, maybe it'll clear things up when we find out who her uncle is. Um, I, I'm also. I'm assuming Blair hasn't left Paris yet, so we're, they're gonna bump right. into each other. So I she'll think, finally get her. A, her I think that's a good assumption. Finally get I her think prince. That's a good assumption there. Yeah, her Henry Prince, her of Henry course. Prince. Oh, yeah. The, all the dots are connecting, much yeah. like on uh, Juliet's corkboard. But it seems like so. they like she's into him like romantically. So I I like this this new start for for Chuck and uh, him being into this poor girl. If she is, yeah, is this yeah is this her uh is this her new move is this her move she just looks for uh gunshot victims and nurses them it, back to health and falls be. in love with them i know people like that it's a good you can play. go to you can go to an art museum you can find a nearly dead body it's up to you, you yeah <laughs> you can have a little black book it's really, yeah so um so uh th- this actress of course played by uh i did not write her name down but played by the the actor who plays floor delacour in uh harry potter and the oh, Goblet of Fire. looks familiar yes okay. i recognized her immediately yes so that that is what I what I knew her from as well. Um, they they kiss. Henry thanks her, and the girl tells him welcome to Paris. So uh, I guess Chuck is living in Paris with this random woman now, and uh, that's our episode. Brendan, what happens next? We set up a lot in this episode. Yeah, it, it is a lot of setup. I I don't know. I, I don't know what happens. I think maybe Chuck bumps into Blair immediately in the next episode. Uh, I, I wish I could tell you what the hell happens with the baby, but I, I, maybe Dan's stuck with us for the rest of the season. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, please, maybe Dan, like, know. I want to see some, some scenes of Dan going to class with, like, the, the baby strap and, like, sitting with the baby as, like, the front <laughs> in his pouch. Yeah, it's going to be tough to be a full-time student and have a baby. Like, what is Dan doing about that? I don't know. Um, When we get some, some Nate and Juliet, obviously, well, maybe we'll get to know her a little bit more and know why she's cr- apparently crazy. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of setup and not a lot of info. That's right. Um, Mel, do you remember what happens next? Or are you? Uh, are you? Is it all coming back to you as you watch? I don't remember what happens next. That's great. So part of me like wants to theorize out loud, but then part of me is like, "What if I did know?" And then I spoil it. So right. I don't totally remember. I'm looking forward to finding it out. But God, I hope this baby thing is sorted within like. The <laughs> I know. That's what knowing the way they do things, I feel like it's going to go on for too long. Like like Chuck yeah. Brown did. It's gonna be like a oh, mid-season God. thing. I feel like. Right. Or maybe they'll do like well, the, that's another thing they do is they drop it for a little while and then they come back to them. Like you can't really forget about the baby for like a whole half season and come back to it. So yeah, I think they, they have to address about it. The baby. Yeah. Where, where's Milo? Oh, Milo's at a debate <laughs> tournament this week. <laughs> He's fencing with Eric. My, Milo's, fencing. In Milo's in Italy with Eric, with Eric and Elliot. Eric just takes Milo wherever he goes. Oh, we left him. We left Milo with Dorota. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's get into some segments here. Uh. Back to user review of the week, our old friend Comedy Van- 
fan still writing reviews for season four, thank God. And they gave this episode an eight out of ten and said, somehow I did guess that the prince was pretended to be a chauffeur on the date. But the episode was still a good start to the season. I also bet that the kid isn't Dan's and Georgina just faked the documents. After what happened last season, don't they know that doctors can lie? Now that Georgina abandoned him with the kid, it will still be very interesting. And Lily thinking that Chuck is dead is also good. I think they will find him in the next episode. It is amazing that Chuck wants to live a regular person's life when he has a job and abandons his hotel. That shot must have really changed his personality. I, I gotta say, comedy, fan. comedy fans are real wow. detective. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's real Andrew Tyler. Next week, the episode title is Double Identity. Brendan, do you have any uh, predictions based on the episode title? Uh, something to do with, with Chuck and his, his double identity. Well, Brendan, the little blurb says, a whole new Chuck Bass adjusts to a fresh wow. start in Paris. Do I get a point for that, that for the title next week? Bonus point? Uh, you know, no, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I, y- you do get a, a check mark for, for getting... For, yeah. Wow, thank you. Check plus? <laughs> check plus, sure. Why not? Um, let's do the episode grades. Uh, you went first at the end of last season, so I will go first this week. And I mentioned that I do love the first half of season four, but it does take a little while to get going. Uh, Gossip Girl does tend to start their seasons a little slow, as evidenced by uh, the season two premiere being tied for my lowest rated episode. And this one is certainly better than that, but it's mostly set up for the things ahead. I, I love Georgina, but and I love what she brings to this episode, but the Dan and Georgina have a baby plot I can't really get behind. It is just so annoying how Dan is so ready to accept that Georgina is telling the truth about this. It's infuriating. And so... Uh, that I didn't love. The Nate storyline, just fine. I'm, I'm glad we meet Juliet, but obviously there's going to be much more on that to come. Uh, the event of the week is pretty underwhelming, uh, unless you're a fan of a thousand uh, fashion cameos. Uh, the, the only thing I think above average element of this episode is the Blair and Serena storyline. Uh, filming in Paris is pretty cool. Uh, the double date was a fun idea, but they're, they're also just like separate from the rest of the episode. Uh, oh, and, and two minutes of Chuck really, really didn't do anything for me other than confirm he's alive and raise a bunch more questions about who this girl is that he's living with. Um, I do think that Blair pushing Serena in the fountain is funny. And I, of course, love the classic Serena and Blair heart to heart scene. So that saved this from that saves this from being an average episode for me. So I will give it just a touch above average. I will give it a C plus. Uh, Brendan, what is your grade? Yeah, there's a lot to think about here because it is kind of a classic Oscar episode in the way that it is messy. Uh, but we don't get conclusions to anything it's just like it is so much set up with with just so many it all it all does is really raise a bunch of questions um but it, it is entertaining in the way that georgina is here and that's fun um i do like the little teaser we get of chuck at the end and the, I, like i'm excited about that but that's all it, it is annoying because like it makes me excited for future episodes not the one i'm watching right. at the moment so um and there, there's a lot of good lines a lot of good gossip girl lines themselves um sure I think I'm somewhere. I think my average for a gossip Girl episode is around like a B. I think I think I'm, I'm gonna stay there because I, I I enjoyed it still. It didn't annoy me enough to go uh, below a B. All right, so you're grading on a little bit of a curve. You're giving it a B. Mel, what are you giving the episode? So overall, I mean, I always have fun watching it. Maybe it's the bias of being able to talk about it with you two. Um, it was fun to see Paris uh, to go on location, not just do it in mm. some sort of a back lot. A lot of stupid hats to entertain me. <laughs> um, you know, everyone looked really good in general. That's true uh, too. Nate, mm-hmm. Nate yeah. looking straight fire, as we said. Oh, yeah. um, Get and those I do sunglasses wanna... back. Oh my god! Uh, if it weren't, and honestly, I really didn't like the storyline for Nate simply because Nate's grown to be kind of like my favorite character in this rewatch. Wow! Um, I just think he's like 
there's just something to laugh about with him every time. Sure. <laughs> um, but I absolutely hate uh, these kind of baby storylines. They do them on soaps, as I said before, and yeah. they drive me up the wall. Um, everyone's just really stupid this episode in extreme ways. So for me, it's a B minus. All right, so we are we're step laddering here with yep. a C plus yeah. B minus B. Speaking quickly um, of outfits, dude, at Gagan, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a scene where Serena's wearing like a 1989 era taylor swift outfit like wearing like like almost like no pants like a completely like a sequence coat it looks really cool you know what i'm gonna have to go back and maybe i'll give serena the mvp now i, I was thinking about it just now like maybe she deserves it well serena did of... have a second dumb hat by the way i forgot to note <laughs> that one the dumb hat count oh yes yeah, so yeah, i need the final tally yeah it was nine dumb hats 10 if you want to include the article mention i think we'll wow. get around another 10 were there any I'll give it a 10 were there any smart hats, some non-done hats, mm-hmm. or were they all dumb hats in this episode? I would say the fashion guy's hat was, like, on brand with it. It had, like, a big red okay. uh, feather in the cap. It was. It made sense for, you know, fashion's night out. Okay. Sure. Good to know. Um, MVP. I really want to give this MVP to the girls in the Little Black Book because they are thriving and playing rock <laughs> bands and being taken out to dinner and just living their best lives on, on Nate's dime. But uh, I will I will not. If there was no one else to give it to, I think I would go their way. But I think surprisingly, I have to give my MVP to Rufus, which uh, this is the first time I've ever given him an MVP. So to congrats, congrats to him for finally getting one for Great me job, in Rufus. season four. Uh, and Rufus has gotten exactly one MVP per season. So uh, if I mean, maybe you guys will give him an MVP, but if not, we're getting it out of the way early this season. And, uh, you know, co- coincidentally, his, his season two MVP also in the premiere and then uh and then his season one and threes were in the penultimate episode. So he only gets MVPs in the premiere or the penultimate episode. Just a little fun fact. Just a little sidebar here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we'll, save the, we'll save the stats for the end of the season. <laughs> anyway, um, Rufus is the only person in this episode with uh, the proper amount of skepticism about whether this is Dan's baby. Uh, even when Dan has accepted it, he's still like, okay, but we, we should still do a test ourselves. And it's so weird that no one else is backing him up. So I, I have to reward him for being the only logical person. Never thought I'd see the day. Great. I, 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 I'm with you. But I have a different answer myself. All right, who is it? I have to go with my good friend Georgina. I, I don't always, wow, I don't okay. always love her. Okay, I love, I like her quite a bit, a lot of time. But sometimes she annoys me, uh, and she does. She is the catalyst of like an annoying plot line that we don't love. But mm-hmm. in her defense, she is doing exactly what she's trying to do. She's trying to drop a chaos bomb onto the Humphrey family and everyone involved with them, and and, and bomb. I mean, by the baby who is canonically <laughs> a bomb. Um, <laughs> And she just leaves it. I mean, she, she, whatever she's trying to, I don't know what she's trying to do yet, but she got three months worth of housing from Dan for free and then got rid of the thing she didn't want. So good job, Georgina. You know and what? some of the best lines in the episode. You're completely right. She's funny as always. And the Russians gave her one day to get Dan to sign the birth certificate <laughs> right? and she pulled it off she and then she off. just leaves. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a great pick. I'm glad you went that way. Uh, Mel, who was your MVP of the episode? It brings me a lot of pleasure. Oh my God. <laughs> to hand out this MVP. Wow. For finally somebody learning for using their brain Uh-oh. for not buying into Georgina's bullshit that she does every time. Oh boy. I'm pleased as punch no. to give the MVP. Don't do it. To one of the top 50 characters <laughs> <laughs> on Gossip Girl. Oh God. Vanessa. Oh my God. <laughs> Only the second time and- ever. And I think that you deep down can admit 
that this is probably her best episode. And I think it's that also utilized to a perfect amount of yeah. chiming in, but not doing too, too much. Couple good zingers. And again, it's just nice for somebody to use their head this episode when others are just going along with this nonsense. I mean, I think you're right. It is it is her best yeah. episode, but that's because she's she's hardly in it except to tell Dan the obvious, which is get a paternity test. So, yeah. well, that's yeah, kind of I mean, point she, too. She's right. She's right. I know. She, she's she's right. I mean, well. I I can't fault you for giving Vanessa an MVP, but I can still be be, be upset that it right. happened only the second time and uh, to to go with her 25 LVPs that she's racked up through the first three three seasons. So. Uh, maybe maybe she'll end up getting back to net zero by the time all the things are said and done. If if Mel has anything to do with it, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's do the LVP, which uh, surprisingly will not be Vanessa this episode. Uh, for me, I gave Rufus the MVP. On the flip side of that equation, I have to give my LVP to Dan. He goes about this whole thing completely illogically. He doesn't get a paternity test for pretty much no reason. He believes Regina for no reason other than because she's good with the baby. He doesn't tell anyone about this, again, for no reason. And then he just believes what Georgina and her doctor, I'm saying in air quotes, say about the paternity test, and he signs the birth certificate. And to top it all off, it looks like Georgina is probably leaving him with the baby like long term. So he really fucks up in this episode. Also, all summer long, he gets duped by Georgina. I, I gotta give him the LVP here. Brendan, wow. who are you going with? I don't know if this is legal, but... Okay. <laughs> I might give Dr. Billy Baldwin the uh, LVP wow. for convincing Serena <laughs> to go to Columbia and start this whole argument, this unnecessary <laughs> argument. I know, I feel Listen, like... He it, was mentioned. He was mentioned he was in mentioned. the episode, so it's, it's valid. It's I, I, valid. I feel an off, like... An off-screen. I love... I, I, I thought we had an off-screen at some point. I'm glad, I'm glad it's allowed, because... Yeah, George George Bush famously got Yes, a, okay, great. Got yeah. he, he was never actually on screen. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I have a feeling that there there's a, a world where Dr. Billy Baldwin purposely did this and put in, uh, incepted this idea into Serena's mind oh, and is like, behind all of this. I, I don't know, he's plotting something, but I don't know what it is exactly. Um, he knows his daughter is too stupid to be a doctor, so th- why are you sending her to Columbia? <laughs> I love it. I love the pick. Uh, Mel, who is your LVP of the episode? Well, first off, uh, with Brendan's setup, I got really nervous that um, you were going to say Milo the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his and fault. I, was like, I, mean, I, yeah. like, I like the idea, though. Yeah. Um, so LVP, Maddie, you summarized it perfectly. I don't even know if I can add anything else other than Dan is a fucking idiot this episode. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, truly, like, why Why is Dan in this predicament? He is a mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, a whole, exactly. In fact, the whole Humphrey family. Marks. Oh, yeah. Like, all of They're all martyrs yeah. who, would be, who would be like, well, yeah. like, I have to raise this kid. It doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if even when all this pans out that that baby stays in that apartment. Right. Or, like it's yeah, it, somewhere I, it, I totally buy it yeah i can't say anything else dan oh just oh yeah lvp you know a lot of guests come on and give dan an undeserved lvp uh just for the for the reason that they don't like dan but uh definitely deserved in this one as evidenced by me also giving dan an lvp so uh, that is actually that's a agree. good theory I, I didn't that even hadn't even dawned on me that this is now just going to be lily and rufus's child they're not going to have one of their own they're just going to take this baby and we're never going to see Georgina again and they're just raise it like it's theirs. That is a, that is a fantastic theory. <laughs> fantastic theory. I love you coming up with a theory and then saying that is a fantastic No, theory. I'm saying that's what Mel just said. It was a it was a good idea. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I like that. That's that's better though. I should have just taken it for myself and said great theory Brendan. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Put it up on your uh, murder board. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the Juliet murder board. All right, that does it for the segments, of course, except for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And for this one, we are going to be doing that scene with Blair and Louis in the restaurant uh, with a gossip girl having some voiceover narration as well. And I believe we've already uh, picked out our roles. So uh, I am I am defaulting into the Blair role. Brendan, you wanted to uh, be French Louis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mel, you also wanted to, to do some French uh, gossip girl pronunciation. So does, yep. does everyone have uh, their scripts in front of them? Yes, sir. I'm ready. All right. Oui. All right. you, you go, Becker. It's all you. Louis, oui, oui, I'm Louis, a.k.a. Hugo Becker. <laughs> he told me I was being too overcautious, but I see that I was not. Wow, that, that accent is really... <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're a real Frenchman. Oui. Oh, yeah. Sorry, about what? About what were you being overcautious? I am the royal. Jean, Michael is my driver. When you asked me so many questions, Wee oui, Wee, oui, about my name, my car, the embassy, Wee oui, Wee, oui, I was concerned that you may not like me for me. Oh my God! I can't believe I, w- I wasn't into you at first. This is <laughs> this is a uh, man. Th- that is such a sexy accent here. What? What? No. Who? Who would ever do that? Again, Louis, Wee oui, Wee. Oui, oui, I mean, it happens sometimes. But when I when I found you gazing at my favorite painting, I thought that someone who loved that what I loved could one day love me too. We here at Baccarat just updated its menu. Hey, well, I think my accent is becoming Russian, I, but I guess not. <laughs> Are you the one who's been talking to Georgina? <laughs> no, no, no. It is it is fate. It's just... Louis, oui, oui. Good evening, Blair. The gâteau du jour is now humble pie. Bon appétit, Blair. Wow. So so. I... I, I, I Surprised we didn't mention this uh, during the episode, but I, I am a big fan of Louis's catchphrase, Louis, wee oui, wee, oui, it is me, <laughs> which he does start every conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Louis, wee oui, wee, oui, it is me. I, I don't know <laughs> if it was apparent, but I've, I've actually never done a French accent before. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Surprising. That's crazy. No, wow. You're you're a natural. Yeah, wow. Say magnifique. <laughs> Magnifique. Oui. <laughs> Louis, oui, oui, it is me. Magnificent. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our, our segments. There's only uh, only one thing left to do. That's, of course, some plugs. But um, before we get into that, Mel, thank you again for coming on for your fourth time joining the iconic Four Timers Club. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? Uh, well, you can always follow me on all the socials at Mel Got Served. Uh, you know, your TikToks, your Instagrams, your Twitters, what have you. Um, in a classic way that we've got to plug what shows we're watching. Uh, oh, yeah. Please, everybody needs to watch Grand Crew on oh, NBC check or Peacock. Oh, my God. Grand Crew is so funny. Highly recommend. Great cast. Great jokes. Great I need it to get another season. We're on season two right now, so it's pretty easy to catch up on. I think there's only been, between the two seasons, like 11 episodes. So great. hop on board. Yeah, okay. I also need to watch that. It's, it's one of the many shows that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, as our improv yeah, friends are getting shows, we need to watch them. All the, all the shows we get, like Drew Tarver has his show I haven't checked on either. I need to the watch. The other two? Oh, yeah, my God. You either. have to watch the other, the other two. Back. I mean, I know. I know May I 4th, gotta watch. season three. The other two, I, that is a show that I have watched. Genuinely, one of the funniest shows out there. Wow. Good to know. And for no reason, might I also plug Baja Blast. Well, yeah, for no reason. <laughs> no reason no at reason, all. Of course. Other than it being an extremely delicious soft drink, slightly contingent on location, but you can also yeah. buy a bottle at some supermarkets. 
Yes, I think everyone can agree it is the best non-alcoholic beverage. Hey, I mean, it'll be back in the tournament next year. It'll have another run. You never know. Anything can happen. Wow, so th- this is a pledge from you that Baja Blast will be back next year. I I put it in there to win and maybe win a beer tournament as a joke. And, and yet you voted against it. I had to go with my heart in the moment. I want to give it another wow. chance next year. I mean, so this is proof that Malt Madness is not rigged. It is not staged. I try to rig scripted. it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. always work out that way. <laughs> All right, Brendan. Uh, what are you plugging? Well. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> it is me. Uh, when this comes out, you can probably catch the finale of Malt Madness. It, it was a lot of fun. We, we, we get some confirmation on who actually does win that tournament. It is not Baja Blast, but Matt Gagan is there helping us Hello. decide on the winner. And... Uh, you know what? I, th- I think it was less of a mess than last year, which is all you can ask for. It was probably even listenable. So go check out the finale of that great month. Uh, we, If you haven't been listening, we jam-packed five great episodes into the month of March. And I honestly, going back and listening to all of them and editing them, I, I, I liked it so much that I would listen again after I edited them. Never happens. They're all a lot of fun. Every guest, including Meg Hagen, was Hello. so good for Malt Madness. It was a lot of fun. So It's, it's always good. So check out this one. It was the third one, and it was the best one. So check that out. And, of course, we have now entered the guest era of the Sandy Boys. So go check out first oh, guest yeah. Charles Kerr is over on Patreon.com slash the Pot. And now a patron himself. Now a patron. He, he likes being the, on the show so much he became a patron. So thanks, that's Charles. That's the goal. If we get every guest to then become a patron afterwards, I think we'll be swimming in the big bucks. I, I think that's I mean, it's a 100% hit rate so far, so. <laughs> go check that out it's been great to covering that show love it yes of course mel will be on for an oc episode sometime as well um uh very very excited to get you on the sandy boys someday very excited um well brendan i, I was just listening to you uh, brag about uh how you are releasing an episode every week for 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 the Hobby Boys, which I have to remind everyone that uh, that is what we do, you know, every week, not even in March and, and all the months for this show. We, we release an episode <laughs> mo- mostly every week here. Like it's very special. It's a very special yeah. occasion. Um, and uh, and those episodes so are shorter what, also than this. these are longer episodes. That's true. Yeah. What what do we uh, what what do we plug in? Mel, Mel mentioned uh, Peacock, of course. Saved by the Bell, the reboot is home mm-hmm. onto Peacock, and the the reason I wanted Peacock to begin with to watch that show, and it did not disappoint. It's one of the the best shows and funniest shows I've seen. And Brendan, you are gonna love it when you watch Can't it someday. Wait. Can't wait. One day. One day. Uh, besides that, I was recently on Talk in Texas Forever, the mm-hmm. uh, of course Friday Night Lights podcast hosted by the the Total Betty podcast girls. Uh, listen, Michelle, that was a lot of fun. Uh, they I mentioned this, but of course they did say that I was their favorite guest, which of course I will uh, mention uh, for years to come now because uh, I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah, just kind and... of, I've I've been on that show before, so it's kind of kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, besides that, uh, this is, this is being released on the 31st, I believe. So by that time, Yellow Jackets season two will have started. So everyone's got to get on Yellow Jackets. Very excited for that. And also the same release date as the new Boy Genius album, which I am very excited for. Wow. The record by Boy Genius. That is going to be great. Uh, if you want to, uh, listen to some depressing music, I'm sure that will, uh, that will hit the spot. So that's all the recommendations I have. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow his podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we will be breaking down Season 4, Episode 2, Double Identity, with another very great guest, a first-time guest. Oh. Uh, 
this time. Oh. Uh, I know, I know it's exciting, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Love Lonely the boys. Wee wee. Hey, this week. Au revoir. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. I like that you ended with bye. Sizzler. <laughs> Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And we have more plugs, okay. by the way, guys. Yeah. Bonus plug. <laughs> Make sure to get your Nate Archibald can't read merchandise from the Lonely Boys store. Excellent. And you know, you can find that somewhere in the links buried in the Happy Boys Instagram page. <laughs> Bye-bye.